And we're live. Yeah, we're live. And it's us being us. <laughs> Hi, I'm me being me. He's him being him. Mm-hmm. And we're all here just being ourselves. Uh, episode 17 of the Wide Awake in Babylon podcast. Um, that's me. I'm the host. Uh, we have, you know, as you've noticed, if you've been paying attention and watching this, uh, different people have come in. So today it's some different people. But we have Coney. We have David. We have Scott. What do you go by? Charles. I thought it was Chad. Why does everybody call you Chad? Um, I, I, That's my nickname. Okay. I thought it was Chad, too. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaac is, you know, sitting back there making sure this all flows the way it's supposed to. And he has a mic now. He has a mic now. Roger that. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> good, good. We can get him in on some things. He can even ask questions. And with that... um. The suggestion was made, and so I'm just going to say it in the beginning, and I'll say it in the beginning of others. These are long conversations. They're, they're really spontaneous. We don't really plan what we're going to talk about. Sometimes we have like a broad topic, and we may not even stick to it. We're just kind of having a conversation, trying to open up a space. Kind of, you know, if you've been watching it, you get what it's about. Um, but if you have any questions about, you know, if you want to be part of this in some way, uh, you can ask us questions, and... He'll field them and we can answer them. So, you know, because sometimes people want more clarity in a place we're just going to skip over. So, you know, if that's happening, let's do that. I mean, let's make this more inclusive. Interactive. Using the right keywords. Very cool. Yep, we're using those little keywords. (laughs) Inclusive. (laughs) Inclusivity. So, you you know, you can be a part of it in a way. And if you're watching it on Spotify afterwards and you have questions, um, I think there's a place there where you can ask them. So, and we'll answer those on the next podcast. So I figured that'd be a, you know, kind of a way we could go. Is nice. If you're interested in the content, you know, what we're talking about, and it kind of sparks your curiosity, and you kind of want to delve, like, into something deeper, let us know. We'll do that. So, anyway, um, David here is a, um, let me embellish just a little bit. <laughs> he is what I would refer to as a, What do I call it? Um, like a Nawal of a chiropractor. This the energy work through chiropractic that, that David has done, and I haven't just seen it. I've been a recipient of it now for five, four, five years, four, five years. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because on and on my podcast I do it all the time. I po- I I poo poo stuff a lot. You know, the woo woo whatever. But yeah. there's some woo that's real. And, and so I kind of want to get into, you know, without us going off the rails and getting into some weird, you know, we're, we're in the weeds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keep it to where, you know, people can comprehend. Yes. Um, being the recipient of that work, I have actually felt like energy meridians aligning in a way that, you know, it's weird. It's like I would go to chiropractors when I was younger, you know, I've been going probably for like 10 years. And when I go younger, it's like I could feel the an adjustment, but it was like the energy is still out of place. It's like the, the, the flow of the energy has kind of got a habit of going this way, even though the spine is in a straight. Mm-hmm. And it would, all their adjustments would just fall back, would just fall back, would just fall back. You know, and that's going to happen until the, that 
kind of energetic habituation that really causes it to probably go out in the first place. Of course. Until that's adjusted, you really can't do that. But it's interesting because every time I got an adjustment from you, it was like it would hold and the energy would bend back to flow where it's supposed to, along those lines. Yes. Instead of veering off and taking things off. And I think it was what? It was last year, probably. When was that? I believe it was. The drop was, foot. Yeah, it was, uh, it was last year. I believe it was right after your um, Friendsgiving. Or the the uh, cleanup, the land uh, cleanup. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I remember I walked out. We were in the Maloka, and I was walking across, and my calf spasmed. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't flex my foot up anymore. Yeah. And, then, and I'd walk, and it would just drag. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling you. And, you know, I had didn't have the time to get down to Dallas at the time. So I went, I hit up a, a chiropractor here, an acupuncturist, an acupressurist. So, you know, the cupping and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, yeah, they were making other things kind of, you know, loose, but nothing. And I remember I got, ended up going down to Dallas. I spent the five days mm-hmm. there. And when I left, I walked out of there. Yeah. And I haven't had any kind of sign of that since. You know, and it's funny because the way that, you know, the way you've been working with the neck, it's like every time I see you and I get adjusted, it's like there's, there's a clarity there that, you know, just being that much out, being out of alignment, you could be totally doing the right things. Mm-hmm. But if you're out of alignment, that doesn't really, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're yeah. still going to feel that. Yeah. You know, but thank you for being that guy. It's an honor to take care of you, brother. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, you know. Yes. So, you know, to to speak to that, it's uh, the woo. You know, the part that some of it is real is truly the magic, and I think that that is what uh, what I'm working with there. So, there's two aspects to any time any therapist of any sort is working on a human body, and there's going to be the mechanical aspect, and that's the obvious misalignment you see the obvious pain you feel or you know whatever it's it's different in different people because everybody's different and so then there's the energetic aspect and so that aspect is the aspect that truly does the healing and that is the aspect that truly runs the body and so what you know what i do and what i teach is that you have to observe the body and look at the body and then once you understand that level, when there's there's realms that chiropractors get to, and I think most of them and most body workers, not even chiropractic, any body worker, they get stuck at the mechanical realm. Even, uh, even energetic type of people, cosmic type of people, they still get stuck at the mechanical realm because the all the art of this uh science that i practice is uh mechanical at the end of the day where the rubber hits the road is that right Mm -hmm. and that's where most people get stuck and so uh there's many ways i came upon it but the most probably important way i came upon it was understanding the true power of uh awareness presence uh what what does present time consciousness have to do with dropping an adjustment right because it's this energetic level so when you have a body that body you can look at that body and if you are and if you can feel other dimensions not to get too woo about this or if you can feel energy now you can see systems and you see systems working and then once you see systems working now you see organs and organs are working and all organs share share same sensory neural pathway with muscles 
That's why, you know, you could be having a heart attack. And where do you feel it? Your left arm, your left jaw. The heart's right here. You know, you can, uh, women, you know, around menstrual cycles a lot, they'll get the sciatic. Well, that's because the uterus shares the same sensory with the sciatic nerve. And so then you can keep going down from the organ to the tissue, to the cell, to the atoms, to the subatomic realms, to the corpses, to the resonances. And there's only really one way you can truly get there. And a lot of this actually I've come upon with my work with you. And, um, and it's just uh, this thing that I'm sure you guys have heard Chris talk about, life force energy, the thing looking out of your eyeballs. Well, that is truly the thing that heals this mechanic, this flesh, you know? And so if I cut your arm open, your arm's just going to heal. You know, if you go get a transplant from a surgeon, a heart transplant, it's truly your body that's accepting the heart and it's uh, allowing you to live another five, 10 years. You know, it's, it's, so it's the magic of the body and that magic, you can't really read a book about it. You can't really learn from a guru or go to a chiropractic seminar or a PT seminar and, uh, or OT seminar and learn these type of things because that is something that's inherent within the individual. And I do believe all individuals have that. So being able to express that confidence and knowing that, and you have to know this, you can't just fake it. You have to know that I can help this condition and you have to, and you have to understand it within your being. And so once you do that, and these are all things that can be learned by anybody. You don't even have to be a, a Cairo or a physical therapist to do this. But once you can understand that, now you're like at that energetic level. And it's very easy to believe someone if you come to them with a condition and they can explain to you the science of how it all works and they can and, and it sounds all right. And then they tell you, but here's what it is. And then they give you some stats, you know, because that's what all pretty much any all the whole healthcare industry is built off of stats, off of data. You know, and so you can take a deep tendon muscle reflex. You could take a muscle test. You could take an ocular reflex test. You can do all these things and you can test the person. You could do orthopedic exams, neuro exams, everything. You can examine them out the wazoo, do blood work on them. And all that thing is, is a piece of data. Now, don't get me wrong. If your CRP is elevated, your PSA and your prostate's elevated, yes. There's, this is a mechanical body we live in. We have to obey the rules. But what I'm saying is how do people spontaneously heal? all the time it's documented like crazy you everybody talks about the placebo effect mm -hmm. how big of a deal that is and so you, there can be a person and my placebo effect which that's not what i'm talking about i don't really know if i fully believe in placebo effect but my placebo effect can be powerful enough that if i'm not in that mechanical realm and i'm in that energetic realm then that's where the magic happens mm -hmm. and so you know aristotle famously says for every book of physics, there's a book of metaphysics. Yeah. And what Chris always says is the only way you can truly learn is step into the unknown. Because if you're in the known, then you already know it. What's there to learn? You know, just how to manipulate the known around and then come up with lies. And so that's more of like an inductive approach. And so like in induction, you take a thing and you expound upon it. That's what all science is built off, the whole pharmaceutical industry. And so the problem with the inductive thought pattern is that uh you know francis bacon or whoever comes up with this so you take a thing and then you expound upon it right well if you don't start with the truth you will never end up with the truth but if you take something like a truth and you start with that no matter which way you boil it down you're always going to end up to the truth mm -hmm. and so i know that it's a fact that the human body heals yeah i know for a fact 
that I mean, th- let's talk about magic for a second. Uh, Nassim Harim, he's uh, I think I'm saying his name right. He's this brilliant, uh, like polydact that I follow him on Instagram and whatnot, and I watch his videos. And he has this video on um, he has this video that shows conception occur, and the sperm starts to just drill into this egg, and you can watch it happen. And what happens is these zinc ions, calcium ions, these ions collide and they create a spark. And that spark literally starts organizing the body at millions and millions of cells a second. And then by like day 21, you got this day 21, day 24, you have a functioning nervous system, a functioning cardiovascular system. And you keep going and going. Nine months later, there's literally this baby that is birthed and it's got more cells in it than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And so that, if you think about the very expansion go from the subatomic to the extremely large realm and everything in between, all we are is like a sliver of data, right? In the electromagnetic spectrum, we fit into that. But you can literally plug in to the magic, you know, which honestly, I believe it's a science because it's repeatable. And um, we get people all the time with conditions that they say, oh, you can't, there's no way to help it or all kinds of things. And uh, there's a thing that they say in... The healthcare, and they say most people, if you just leave their condition alone, most of them will just heal. Their body will just like get past those symptoms. And so, what I try to do is work with and foster that energy, that magic that is real, that is literally organizing cells. It's literally controlling your bodies right now. It's beating your heart, it's breathing your lungs, it's digesting your food, it's pushing nails out of your fingers, it's doing all this magical stuff. And you can literally extrapolate that back down another awesome thing that chris says because this totally fits into not only my paradigm but then also chiropractic i believe and that is that you you know so many people especially you want to talk about the magic and the movie they want to say i'm a light being i'm energy i'm a this and that and the other and but in reality but if we're gonna you know uh deductively not inductively look at this thing it's like well okay uh you're actually this this pattern that this energy coalesces around and when that energy flows through it you know so uh this is what happens and so you can okay breaking it back to the physics and the metaphysics so when kinetic forces flow through our body there's going to be some form of a response and how we move how we do everything talk walk sit run jump all these squat lunge roll over you know all these different things and there's there's like this pattern that once this energy hits it it's going to move that way and so that pattern might not be optimal for the environment you're in and what we're doing here is we are taking this thing and it boils down it's very simple it's like what is the last thing that i could ever possibly scientifically say physics and then boom now we're jumping in the world of metaphysics and then you can't really scientifically talk about that you know and so uh so what happens is um I look at the neurological impulse. So what's the what's the neuro doing? The brain is like the CPU of the whole system, you know? And I don't believe like uh, mind, spirit, thought, all these different things. I don't believe it's an epiphenomenon of like this neurochemical cocktail soup going on in my neocortical hardware. I believe it's like, I believe it's something else. And I believe that this whole thing is actually coming from that. And so if we are working on that, if I'm working on this human body that I know I can break it all the way down to an energetic level, what is the best way that I can help? The best way I can help is know within my soul 
that the human body heals, that it can magically grow from two cells to this complex being. And I know that people can spontaneously heal. I know, I know people, I know many people that have healed themselves from stage four cancer, things that there's no way you can heal from. And so what happens is when you are working from the state of knowing that the body can heal. And I know no matter how I boil this down, I'm always going to wind up at the truth. So I know that, right? And so, so if we can work it, reverse engineer it from you know this inductive frame of thought that you can always heal that your body is somehow magically suspended into you and then so i'm going to work with that and so what's the problem okay the problems in our case here drop foot right mm -hmm. so okay so i know for a fact that this body can heal from the drop foot does everybody heal no does everybody put their selves in a right environment to heal no i mean and honestly now more than ever, you know, you always hear about the old farmer that World War II vet lived to 92, smoked cigarettes and drank whiskey every day. How did he do it? Well, good genes, good mindset. But I mean, the world was way less toxic then. We're extracting all these things out and synthetically forming things. And it's a very toxic, polluted uh, world we live in. Yeah, it's like when our generation says, uh, you know, we were fed McDonald's. Yeah, it was food back then. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it hasn't been food yeah. for 30 years, but, yeah. you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, it was still pretty right. much food. Right, yeah. true. And so, uh, you know, and now McDonald's. McDonald's used to be the thing. We ate McDonald's growing up. That's what you eat if you're broke, McDonald's, because you could get a Happy Meal. You could feed a whole family for nothing. Now McDonald's costs as much as getting a burger at the burger joint down the street, you know, and that's what's happened to healthcare too. Yeah. They're just expanding. Well, it's the, just pills now. Yes, it's just pills now. It's, pills. So. it's like, yeah, if you go in... In that realm, yeah, you're in it. Oh. I mean, there's no backing away from it. It's right. like they start putting the knife to you. Yeah, you're doing their protocol, period. Yes, you know, yeah. and it's funny because I've suffered heart attacks and strokes. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's if you notice one side of my face is a little mm -hmm. lazy, and that's, you know, I was having them at 28. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because I'm sure people would have thought I was crazy if I spoke to them about it, but it was resisting the life that wanted to come through me. Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, I, it's what I always wanted, you know, mm -hmm. it's what I've been plowing away for, for all those years and, you know, just going through it. It was like this presence of consciousness wanted to come through and I wouldn't let it. Yeah. And if I didn't let it, I got sick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, this is, this is happening. You are going through this right now. I, kind of in, you know, that clearly. Yeah. And I remember just resisting because what it, at the time, what I think I feared was what's the level of responsibility to have that? Because no one is going to like you for having that. Yeah. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be someone, that, you know. You're not going to be the popular guy at the party. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to always be the one that's kind of marginalized, yeah. you know. It just mm -hmm. kind of does that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the, just the responsibility of what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And just wanting to resist that, wanting yeah. to resist that, wanting yeah. to resist that. You know, so like the minute I kind of understood that, it's like everything went in reverse. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, now I'm getting younger. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, pictures of me from when I'm 35 <laughs> to now. I look much younger, actually, yeah. in a lot of ways. And uh, so, you know, I've always been the one that, you know, it's like you can healing. If you don't block it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Life force wants to express itself. It, it, yeah. I've always I've always known that, too. It's like that if I just get out of the way. The soul will take the body, the mind, the everything that seems a mess. 
right to the doctor, the real doctor, which right. is really the life force. The doctor within. Right? Because right. the soul is not that, that the aspect of us that's actually animated being here. Um, it has no resistance to being feeling as good as it possibly can. It has no resistance to that. So the one that has the resistance is the one we call ourselves. Right. This kind of mind, nah, I'm, I'm just going to eat the damn donuts and fuck that. You know, get all yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. the yeah. thing is. I'm just going to go shoot up heroin because I can't take this. Yes. It's that one that blocks the healing. Yeah. It's also that one that blocks well-being. It's also that one that blocks everything. Yeah. So what, like what Dom Juan would talk about, because you were talking about that, you know, if, if you bring a power to something, there's no way it can't happen. Right. And the, I, you know, and Don Juan expressed it to Carlos, and I talked to Carlos about it some. And the conclusion I came to, and it, you know, it's pretty much written pretty much the same way, that the true medicine man, healer, medicine woman, whatever you want to call them, that one that's true. When they walk into the room, what they do is they bring their, they have an expanded capacity for consciousness, for awareness, for energy, because they've done the work to expand that. They've grown. Right, they've evolved, right. become a bigger mm -hmm. container for life. Yeah. Still a little body, but boy, you can be quiet. You can pack that energy pretty tight, right? And so, when they walk into a room to heal somebody, they amplify this life force energy into the room. Mm -hmm. Right? You feel it. It's a yeah. presence that yeah, I, you know, yes. every time all the elders reason I was like, I'll do whatever they say because that presence was so intense. Yeah. It's like makes life understandable. Yeah. there's nothing confusing now this is great i feel at ease mm -hmm. you know so when they come in to do a healing on somebody they would bring this presence there which would be like a magnet to pull what their presence is forward mm -hmm. so suddenly the identity takes the back seat because it's already in a position of surrender to the healer yes. right so that's not much work and yeah. that should never be fucked with yeah and that's what most i think of these western shaman types yeah they yeah. don't really know yeah they're still full of flaws themselves right. yes of course yeah, yeah it, it's how just, could they not be right if they haven't put in 35 years how could they not be? <laughs> well you know if they need to post pictures of them looking all right. shaman like yeah. on on instagram and my favorite the drum is when they hands. put shaman in the title. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I've, you know, I've met a lot that they dress the part, but there's no energetic. Mm. Right. It's it's basically, um, let me mesmerize you so the mm that you see is really you're you giving them energy. Right. That's yeah, yeah. that's the game most mm -hmm. of them are playing. They want they want you to give them your life force. Right. Because they're spending all theirs propping up this yeah. this image that I am so holy and I am so sanctimonious. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, not me. I'm still a human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you yeah. can go play that game. It's not a fun one. Right. But the true healer can actually bring the presence that is that person yeah. forward. Yeah. When that one's forward and that identity has taken a back seat. You don't manipulate that. You just hold that energy and let that, the longer that thing sits forward, this is really the truth of things, yeah. the longer you let the fullness of life sit in you, you, you won't have to heal anymore. Heal yeah. from what? Right. Right. And will the body give out? Well, yes. It yes will. Of course, no one gets out yeah. without right. that. No, no, it no will. one gets it, out without wrinkles. Right. But, <laughs> you, know. you know, it's like I watch Carlos suspend his death. For uh, as long as he wanted to, you know, it's like just you know, there were days where it's like, hmm, 
Is, is today the day? He's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. You know, strokes in the car. You know, he'd sit in the car for three days. Wow. You know, smoke out one side of his mouth. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Carlos, you yeah. doing all right? And he'd lift his hand up and he'd drop. Oh, not yet. Oh, my God, no. But it wouldn't let me take him to the hospital. Yeah. And he came out of that truck three days later, and we went mm-hmm. and cut firewood. And, yeah. you know, it's like, so I could see him. I mean, well, not right away. At first, it was spooky, and then because it's like, what is that thing? Well, you know, death is following around. No, you know, he wasn't afraid of it, yeah. but it respected him enough, and that's what I ended up seeing in the end. It respected him enough that he's like, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. when he was ready, he's like, all right, let's go. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, let's duke it out. I know you're gonna win, but let's yeah, duke yeah. it out anyway. And head off, you yeah. know, and do the thing, you know. And he was able to do that. Yeah. I mean, he would pull. You would watch him. He wouldn't do this with me. It was, you know, never gave me any aid in that sense. I mean, give me, you know, what would I say? Like a foundation, but not aid. Mm-hmm. Right, you're in that. I'm not going to explain anything to you. You're going through that. You yeah. know, with the whole Mary thing. You never explained anything. You were just going over there. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. You know? And, um, but when other people would come around... The aid he would give him, he would just, it was weird. It was like suddenly you're staring at no longer what is truly just a human being. There's like a presence there. That it's almost like if you look, if you could really get clear and look at that presence, it's not a being standing there. It's like a portal that's open and this wave coming through it. It's like, wow, that's incredible. And he would just bring those people up into where, you know, the souls forward presence awareness hi hello i'm actually here and he would just hold that with them and then he would take him not even say anything and he would just basically all right that they're there now let's expand that wah, wah, wah. and they would you know kind of shake a little bit but they, they breathe it in you yeah. just calm down calm down stay calm and you would see like life force just completely envelop them right. and you'd ask him you know how's it it's like i feel more alive than i've ever been yeah. It's like, right, it's not anyone doing anything to anybody other than offering an invitation that, hey, my presence is fully forward. Let me instigate that. So they call it a ring of power that if you're really good with this, if you extend it out, anyone who walks in it, it's not like you, you're a ruler or a controller or a master, but the dominating energy will be the one with the most life force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And you know, it's like we live in a world where a lot of that life force is held by um, people with darker intentions. Yeah. Now, you know, it's like it. I think those medicine men, you know, especially Carlos, I he put it in me that hey, you, you need to get exactly like as much life force as they have, if not more, and use it for something different. To like, let's pull back the car, you know, this this shit on people. Do you really feel the way you want to? And is it really, really a problem with you that this is happening? You know, I the thing looking out of our eyeballs, it can scan anything. Right. And it will immediately see the truth in anything. And it will register in us as a feeling. But if we're not comfortable with the feeling, we are not in the mood to understand it. Right, and that discomfort comes from I don't know what this feeling is and what it could do. Because <laughs> you've seen some of the other feelings and what they can do for you, uh, right? Yeah. 
So therein lies the unknown. Yeah. Right? And it's like, if you're going to go into that, you should bring the one forward to do it, not you as an identity who's going to sift around in the dark. Right. You should bring the one that actually is present. Right? Because you're gonna, life's going to take you where it's going to take you. Right. You can go kicking and screaming or you can go willingly. But it's going to do it. And it would be best if you understood, right, those feelings inside of the being that's forward, mm -hmm. telling you what's what, because one wrong move and that thing falls back and your identity comes forward again. Yeah. And now we're back in a mess again. Yeah. It's almost like that, uh, that pure life force energy and then that identity and the in the presence of the healer and what and everybody's got it in like ways that we know we got it is you could just like tell someone like you have a great smile your hair is incredible you know and you're gonna just like even right now you know i was giving you a placebo but you still smiled and you yeah. lit up a little bit or you could just like see someone down the highway cut them off flip them off and just change their whole day the path the trajectory of the whole day so we know energy's real and like the brujaria brujaria they mm -hmm. throw the darts you could do that with love you could do that with energy but the power of like these really present people is that they uh the, all that stuff does go away and it is just that life force energy being expressed and they are so powerful they can direct it and so like you could take an atom and so like uh the most basic molecule has one electron going around it you know and there's there's these uh valence layers and so different molecules they have more electrons more electrons and there's so the only certain amount of electrons can fit in a certain amount of valence layers and what scientists can do is they could take a carbon atom or a hydrogen atom they can add some electricity to it and the amount of electricity because each one of those valence layers has a certain frequency of energy that it's at and without having all those ele other electrons there to make it be in the pattern it's supposed to be in, they can add this electricity to it and make the electron jump out to the orbital layer of some other molecule, even though it's not that molecule. And that's what like these really strong healers can do is they can literally inject that because it's like you say, life force is going to go wherever it goes. It's going to do whatever it does. If you're expressing that thing out of your eyeball, you're really not talking about what you're going to say next. You're not talking about in its purest form. You're just mm -hmm. completely guided by the spirit. Right. And so if you can now, to, and if you have that ability to be that in touch, you can now direct it at this thing right here. And we all grow old. We all will, you know, degenerate. It's going to happen to everybody. And so the thing is, is like this person can actually suspend that, prolong it. Just like you're telling death, hold on, hold on. Or how uh, um, Carlos was doing that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, right, you can make a bad situation smoother. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why you see the healers. The present people are always crazy they're not like they don't fit the programmed mold they're always like a rap scallions or like taking it all the way back ten thousand years ago like we were talking last night the you know the sorcerers of antiquity i mean these people were crazy living on the edge of the villages and you know so what what it is is it's it's just this ability to like shut all that off and channel that and it's like and you don't have to know that this person's going to heal, you have to just express life force energy and it's going to do what it does. If it doesn't heal that person of its symptoms, it doesn't mean it didn't. It's, how are you going to heal life force energy? Like you were saying, yeah, Carlos yeah. or whoever said, you know, spiritual healing, it doesn't exist, right? Well, and it's, well, well, to be healed, I mean, really, if you think about it, to be healed is to be rid of any corrupt identity. Right. Right. Yeah, right? and, I mean, and yeah. the last one yeah. is the, the one we all love the most, and that's this body. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, know and you yeah. can you can go to a lot of healing things and right. go do a lot of healing things, but if you haven't healed the behaviors, right. 
because you know it's like you can conceptually know what's wrong but if you don't identify how you act and and, and understand that's a big part of it right. how you feel how you act is a big part of how right. you feel and unless that connection is made yeah there's no healing yeah. that's going to happen and the connection has to be boiled down to everything like why do people take the donut over the apple why do they take the soda over the water? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like everything you do matters. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Every word you say. Yeah. Everything just makes a difference in your well-being. Well, you know, yeah. That's a good one. Let's talk about well-being. Well, well-being is having a correct value system. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's its own thing. It's life force accumulating within you that isn't leaking out. Yeah. Just because somebody cut you off, you don't leak out a whole day's worth of life force. <laughs> right, right. Right, or you're told no and you were hoping to be told yes, but you get a no instead. You don't let that drain you for the next three weeks. Yeah. Right? Oh, someone didn't, you know, you you approach somebody with a, you know, a, a hope and, and they squashed it. Oh, that's no reason to end it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, well being would be energy stored, not wasted. Right. Right? And, it's so it's life force yeah. stored life force yeah. what we think we're doing to achieve that is where we put value but the problem is is your value and what you think is going to bring it without any guarantee that it will yeah. and if you look back at everything you've done are you satisfied or i mean you're still doing it so it must not have gotten done you know you're still one of the main ways and well like with with uh, along the vein what you're saying and uh well-being is uh you know whenever they it's it's literally that thought it's the thought that will get you sick it's the it's the action the thought that becomes action right well i was going to ask you how much uh how much of the success your success with the patient is up to the patient well it's 100 percent on the patient because at the end of the day we heal from the outside in, not the inside out like everything comes in from the inside out right and so if how can if i'm not inside of you how can i truly it's so it's your body so all we're doing is we're working with it we're fostering it we're like he said he was provided a foundation we're we're trying to provide this foundation for healing and so that's why people look at like conditions diagnoses and they're like oh my god it's the end of the world i'm i have scoliosis or i have degenerative uh disc disease or i have a congenitive heart failure, whatever all the things we can have right i don't look at that like oh my god this is this diagnosis that you have i look at this like wow how potent and powerful is life force that it literally arranged your body in this way so that you could just keep on ticking and keep on going another day and like with uh carlos sitting there where you got to pick his hand up it's like how potent is that life force energy that this man should be dead and somehow everybody knows the woman that's obese and dying of all these diseases and she won't die she keeps on living and it's because life force energy is uh it it's going to do its thing it's going to run well, its course you know it's funny because i mean we are we're in a really weird place as humans because you know we're trusting phones and ai so we're really using only our eye you know our eyes and our ears to really take right. in much of anything yeah it, how would i put this um there's so what we're valuing right now 
is I mean look think about it we're valuing identity we're valuing looks and this and that dudes are trying to be athletic here's how you get the I mean all these things because we think that's going to bring us well-being you know the teenage kid that's going to go watch you know Andrew Tate and with chicks hanging all over him and go, yeah it's masculine you know it is that's what he sees right that's what we're kind of involved in we're involved in this kind of charade of things right so we don't it's like we're putting value on the things that have no value and the path to well-being has no value at all it just doesn't because there isn't one right well-being is not something you go, I'm, I went here Achieve. for my well-being. Yeah. And then you're going to have to go there two weeks later because your well-being has gone. So it's not for well-being. It's for, I have a headache, I'm taking a fucking pill. Yeah. It's like a lack of clarity of values. Because it's like, if you have, uh, if your value is to not have this sciatic pain anymore. Your value is to not have the headache. But then why does your values keep driving you to take that pill right. instead of change your life and research a little bit about what are these headaches coming from? Yeah, what's going on? Here? Yeah, you know what I mean? And, yeah. if, you know, and it's funny because every time that things would go sideways with me and I would go, okay, what's going on here? It wasn't just a peripheral glance. It wasn't just a quick scan through WebMD to see what my symptoms are. Because right. everything has the same symptoms. Right. Yeah, you can't have yeah, pretty much yeah, any of that shit. Yeah, blanket diagnosis. I would sit down and go, well, what? I would feel it in my body. Like I would get real clear and no thoughts, just purely of an observation point of perspective, pouring all my awareness into that. And I would basically just go through my body. And I would be like, my consciousness would be going scanning it. Mm -hmm. And where I'd find the spot that was like, okay, what's going on? It's like scenes would start to be thrown out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the behaviors that we do are more influential to our health than all the pollutants around us. Right. I mean, more so. It's like, yeah, well, if I, you know, 5G and all that, it's like, well, you're susceptible to that. Yeah. You get you stuck in that mechanical system. world and you lose the magic, though, which we've done in the West. Right. Now, next thing you know, you've got a brain tumor. or you have. So everything is, has to be rational and yeah. reasonable and, you know. Yeah, life's not that. No. You can all. try to make it that all you want. AI is going to really plug along. We yeah. need rationality and reason and data. And the data says, and it's like, man, you're talking about human beings. Right. <laughs> yeah, What's that? Crazy. What do you mean data? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, each individual is completely different. It's a completely conglo- different conglomeration. Of they don't even have the same fingerprints. Completely different circumstances. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't. You, you just look at everything and lump some, and you're in trouble. Yeah. Because you don't see nuance, and life force is in the nuance, and life force is the thing that lights you through it and makes all the distractionary stuff out of your way. But again, the only way you're going to let the the your soul completely forward is you're going to have to understand what has value and what doesn't. And you can value. I mean, people value all kinds of things mentally. But their actions don't prove that out. No. Their actions prove out something else. So, you know, there's a lot of people that want well-being, and their actions is, I need to save money for that Beamer so because I really, that's going to give me well-being. Yeah. Right? So... Let me eat this glyphosate instead of organic. Yeah. 
I would just eat McDonald's for 10 right. years and yeah, I'll yeah. buy that beer. And I got a beamer. So, I look yeah, good, yeah, I look good in the like, beamer. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, you see this and... Guys, you just like buy it and talk about it at some point, but people have taken their value system and they've externalized it. So you could say, I want well-being. But you don't value where it is. And those values are going to be different for everyone. Well, not really. They're going to be about the same. They'll value different things. But, you know, so you could say, well, I value my family. Do you? Do you get sick of them? How do you treat them? How do you treat them? Do you you cut off your children? Do you just kind of not listen to them and tell them, this is what you should do? Mm. You know, it's like, so... Do you value that? What? Where's the value at? Your you values say, oh, you know, I'm, sure. I know, I've met plenty of people. Go, man, I really value this woman. She is the one. And then two days later, they're off chasing another skirt. It's like, yo, wait, wait a minute. This is the one for you that's going to make you happy. Then, and that's your value. But your actions are not in congruency with this attitude you have of what you think you value. And that's the big question about the donut or the apple. How do you get there? How do you make that connection here? You know what I'm saying? Because like, if you really think about it, if, if you know, what do you value? I value this. I value that. I value that. Okay. Well, let's go look at your life. Who do you hang out with? What books are you reading? What's your house look like? All these different things. What's your health like? And that's what what you value. But at the end of the day, so if you, so like, and, and that's what, to kind of to get what you're saying is, okay, the true value then ultimately would probably be the expression of life force. I don't know, maybe not, but I'm just saying this off the top of my head. Okay, and then if that is, and that's where the true equality is, because we all got human, we're not all equal. Some people are in wheelchairs. Other people are have crazy athletic ability, but where we're equal is that life force energy. And so, if, so how do you change your value system that you're programmed to express to where the value system more aligns with the value system of life force energy, which well, is to express itself in well-being. And, and um, that's what I was saying about being different was just because, you know, the reason some people eat the donut is going to be different than others, you know, and, or they, they're going to choose. Yeah, it is. Donut, <laughs> you know, the fucking donut. it's just because of their life experience or whatever it is. Maybe they're going to, you know, what's it's it's. I think it's just they're going to choose that for different reasons. And that's what I was talking about, those value systems being different. See, I, I think it can get real neurotic real fast. That's why you just don't have them. And here's what I think. So if you don't have it, because, okay, if you're going to systematically value things, I mean, you could say that life operates in systems. No, it doesn't. It operates in patterns. It operates in cycles. Living patterns, living cycles. Mm-hmm. Right, so you know when you have any kind of regimen about something, you've already failed. When you decide that, because who's deciding and having a value system? Who's doing that? Is it the soul? Does the soul really need to require one of those? The soul has values, right? It is value. It is. It doesn't have one. Right. It is value. It's the ultimate value. Yeah, life yeah. is is doesn't. Its value is its life. Right. It's not something externalized. So if we think well-being is something that we can go get, like from a store or from this guy or that guy or this person or that person or this situation, whatever, you're you're already lost. Because well-being is, it comes through you as life force. 
And when that life force stops draining and the body actually gets like you know, soul nutrition, yeah. so to speak, it, it doesn't know anything but bliss. No. And I don't mean that everything is peachy keen. It just holds itself no matter what's happening. If the house is falling down, fine. Yeah. You know, if the dog is, is shitting and getting crazy, fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Because it, it sees what's going on. Right? Well-being is never... When you achieve a level of well-being where the soul... Would you say it's perfect balance? As perfect as balance can be. Yeah. And, you know, in a world that's... To break it into a concept. Well, you know? I mean, we got a monster on both sides of that balance. Just bam, 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 bam. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, well, then oh. How, how do most people get in touch with that, then? That, that soul. Here's how, I think... And you see everything is perfect balance. So Chris just said, you know, life is patterns. It's order. It's hierarchy. It's structure. And even in chaos theory now, they're like, oh, there's all these patterns within it, right? So if there's patterns and if it's like true balance, like not the concept of balance, but what I balance is, is that, then everything's in perfect balance. And so your health is in perfect balance, even if you're dying from uh, heart disease. Right. You know, and the reason why is because... Your value system has expressed your life in a way that you've lived it to that point that it could be no other way. And if people could learn, here's where the healing, I think, comes in for a lot of people is like, you know, you could take, uh, like, for instance, someone that was molested when they were younger and it could just destroy their whole life. And I've watched it happen so many times to so many people and it creates all these bad patterns, you know, alcoholism, this, that, the other. You guys all know the rundown on that. But so... Now, you can take this person who this has made their life so dysfunctional and you can sit there and you can say, okay, I want you to write down all the reasons why your life is so dysfunctional and everything that's horrible about this event and this person and this and that and the other. And the way they could tr achieve well-being is to bring that into balance. And if, if, if many things, if you've listed that is bad from that, you have to now list everything that is good from that. Sure. And you think how could uh, ever, how could ever being raped, a little person being raped, could how that could that ever be uh, good and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying see the balance within it. What if this brought the family closer together? Then it never would have been, and who knows what would have happened next? Absolutely. What if it kept someone from making certain decisions and doing certain things? What if it made a parent and a father become more protected to be more protective and to learn and evolve? There's all these things you could just list them all out, and they're there if there's true balance. And I think that people that see that and those spontaneous healings, it's because they brought their understanding and their expression of everything to like a. a better balance you know so who's doing the balancing that would be you know well the thing is balance is a concept so it, it's it's always going to boil back down to this uh life force energy right but there has to be a way that you can make this real there has to be a way so you can restructure your value system so again i hate going back to this you eat the apple instead of the donut right and so you can just sit there and you can take a concept right of uh something and i think this is the biggest problem is people just aren't clear on what they want in life so if so that's the first step you got to dust off the debris you got to clean it all off and polish it so shiny to where it's like oh now i know what balance is and now i know what i have to put up here to make that and then what happens is as you uh as you start to figure out everything that's good everything that's wrong with it you will literally begin to achieve this uh this balance and so what you do is you just say okay that's what it is that's my new value system so now here's what i gotta do i gotta write down a million reasons why this is my value system and then when you're done with that you gotta write down a million reasons why it's probably not too 
and then boom, there's just another level of balance that you can keep achieving. But what it's going to do is it's going to change your behavior. You know, like if you uh, want to, you know, start working out and getting in shape and eat healthier and, uh, you know, spend less time on your phone. Maybe there's all these things you want to do to achieve well-being, you know. Sure. And so, but you're not doing that. You work 10 hours a day. You're stressed out. You come home. Your wife gives you the kid. You're pounding coffee. You're doing everything that's just breaking your mortal body down, right? So what you got to do then is you got to connect your value system. Your new achieved from a more balanced state is balanced as we can get whether using these concepts and ideas and you got to say okay why am i doing this so here's why i put in 10 hours a week here's all the positive things here's all the negative things here's why i'm doing this here's why i'm doing that and as you begin to attach your value system to the things you're doing in your life there's going to be balance to it and i and i believe that the soul knows life force can express itself and you're just going to start moving in a way that's going to like promote that well-being mm-hmm. do you think most people have to go through a dark night of the soul to yeah, yeah absolutely. i mean everybody yeah. does go through the dark night of the soul well, nobody you're gets away for. from that you know <laughs> why you're here you're either here for the dark night of the soul absolutely. or you figure out a way to keep that at bay until your final day. And usually Unless you distract yourself. Well, that, but and there's a lot just, of distractions. Oh boy. How can you keep it at bay if you've never been through it, though? Well, no. and I Everybody understand. goes through it. I, I think it well, happens. Unless like, you distract yourself. And like I was just saying, you know. It catch up with you, though. Yeah, it does. I, it, I think inevitably what has to happen, um, just to keep it really simple, is people change when they become tired of, of this charade. Yeah. Sure. That, you know, they're... Yeah, they may have the respect of others, but they don't have the respect of themselves. Mm-hmm. So what good is that? You know? And it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a lot of people can adore you for what you know and do for them. But you could be totally disrespectful to yourself. It's like, well, wait a minute here. You're one of those others that you're considering. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, in order to find out what truly has value, it's going to take, you know, it could take a long time. I can break it down pretty easily. The most valuable thing you have is life itself. Because without it, you can't give value to anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's a simple one, mm-hmm. right? So then, you know, what's valuable after that is everything that props that up. So that'll be clean air, clean food, clean water, getting rest, having a place to hang your hat so you're not stressed out. Right? The things that bring you the well-being. Well, taking, it's really, it's about that's taking care of your own things. Yeah. 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 Well-being comes from taking care of your own, your own things. things. Yeah. Sure. And that, you know, if you're feeling like a pain somewhere, you know, or some kind of discomfort in the body, that before you run to the doctor, you check your, you know, it's like, how am I instigating this? Is there something I could do differently? Right? And as long as there's an identity in there, then you're going to have to play that game. Because it's the one running around not knowing what it, it doesn't know what value is. Right. The, a manufactured identity, it's not alive. Yeah. It, it has no idea what value even is. You know, it just looks at something and goes, want. It's right? popped up with your life. <laughs> you right, know? right. Yeah, yeah. It's living yeah, off of yeah, you. Yeah. And then now you're doing its desires. Yeah, it's yeah. like, when did you become someone else's slave? Right. Like, hello, you're, you're, alive, you're alive in this body. And you don't have to drain any life force you don't want to. And you can you can have all kinds of influences coming in trying to say, hey, give some life force to this petty thing, that petty thing, this petty thing. Yeah, you can do that and become petty. But when you start to see that, oh, there's the pattern. The pattern is, is I am not in alignment with life itself. So I don't really feel well-being. And the interesting thing is, if you don't have well-being, 
you can't even you know what it is. Mm-hmm. You will not even know what it is. And the minute it's gone, you won't remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will be so buried in what you got going on mentally, you won't even remember it. Yeah. And the re- you know, it's interesting because like the reason you can't have a memory, you can have a memory of what you experienced in the higher state of consciousness, but you can't have a memory of the higher state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is is the activity is what you gave value to. The the scenes that played out in that higher state, you didn't give value to the higher state. So you give value to the higher state, not the visions it paints for you of right. glory. Right. You pay attention to the very thing that's painting the glory for you. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because that's the ego, basically. Well, you're getting fixated, and yeah. the soul doesn't fixate. Right? The identity does. It has to. It's, it has no life force. Fixate yeah. is basically right. looking for a plug to plug into and get some energy from. Mm-hmm. And it's, thinking that you're creating that energy. No, you're you're not, uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. The identity will get caught up in that. Oh, yeah. Thinking I, oh, yes. that I, it is creating that I, energy. Yeah. I did this. And when like, the ego nope. gets involved, that's... Well, like this place. You've accomplished so much. I haven't accomplished anything. I just let it... I just was there for it to happen and said yes accomplishments yeah i don't know if i'd really call it that you know it's more like uh just giving up more of of you know me to have space to you know time for this mm-hmm. to do something like this you know a big place like this you know and where it goes i don't know i'm not i'm not invested in that i'm invested in making sure that there's no me fucking any of this up that's what I'm most interested. In. I don't want me up here fucking anything up. So when it start when, when there's banter going on, in the minute that me starts to like go for the buffet, mm, we're done. I'm out. Yeah. It's like no, we're not doing this, you know. And you're gonna live with these things. There's always gonna be lurkers around looking out of your eyeballs, whether you like it or not. And you just you gotta you hold the well being and the dignity. They don't. There's no way they can do that through you. Mm-hmm. Your influences change. Yeah. But you have to value well-being. And to value well-being is to value life force within. To value life force within is to have value in life. It's the most important thing. Not what you do with it. Not how you feel in it. Not what people are doing to you in it. None of that should be as important as the fact that you're here. So the life itself has to be given value. Well, how do you give something value? With what you do with it. You give it attention. Yeah. What's attention? Your life force. And to know it's a gift. Right. You can't, you know, people, oh, I have life force and then I have attention. No, there's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Life force in you produces a feeling. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, when you give attention to something, it produces a movement there. Yeah. Right? But attention is once life force, when you start to use it, Right? Look, that cup just came alive. It's moving. It's gotten life force. Right? So attention is the way you value things. Your value system is completely hinged on your attention. What are you paying attention to? That's what you value. Right? Because what you're paying attention to, you're giving life force to. That's what gives it value. So what are you giving value to? Objects or yourself? What are you giving object? What are you giving value to? Uh, uh, what you think is going to bring well-being or the very thing that is well-being within you. 
when you go into a higher state of consciousness, you can't have a memory of that because you're not experiencing a higher state of consciousness. That's you without all this debris you call yourself. You can't remember you. You can only remember what you've done. Right? So all this kind of inquiry into how we're going to find ourselves ain't going to work. You are yourself. There's no finding that. Right? You are what's looking out of your eyeballs. There's no finding that. There is a getting out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. And stop with all of the overlaying and just be with that. It's scary because it doesn't need to inform you the identity because you're just in the backseat. You're just the one going, are we there yet? You don't know. Where, uh, I have no idea how long it's going to take. The soul does. The soul's <laughs> driving. Uh, You've got to take a back seat. No. You have to be the passenger. Right, and if some of the passengers that you are in the back seat, because you can be more than one, uh, start getting unruly, you're gonna have to open the door and kick that fucker out, yeah. so you can take the whole journey and see what this thing actually is from a perspective that has perception. Not that you are I am this thing. You're you're basically a wisp of energy, like everything else, mm-hmm. that can vibrate at higher frequencies and expand, and vibrate at lower frequencies and come into form. That's pretty much what you are. That's not so sexy, I guess. But, you know, hey, it is, you know, at the core of it, Mm -hmm. if you were to look at it, that's really what you are. You're just a big mass of energy. You know, not, are all of those you? Is every little mass of all that energy, is all that you? I mean, what's you in that? Yeah, exactly. Right? But that is you. Mm. But not you. It's you. Right? And that is what... If we can express that, well, you're, you're going to live in times where people of renown will be a regular occurrence. Yeah. Right? Because that life force is what, I mean, is what's driving everything. Right. And a lot of this stuff is wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, wow, there's like a, a solar flare on a star that's 100 times bigger than the sun. Boing. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. there's a lot of really incredible, unbelievable things going on. Well, it's because those things don't resist life force. Yeah. Right? The life force that moves around it, it flows with it. It doesn't flow against it. Right? The identity always wants to go against it. It wants to control it. It wants to dam it up. It wants to get power out of this. Right? And as long as that's playing, yeah, there's really no um, liberation or evolution going yeah. on. The evolution is basically taking the identity you have, right? Seeing what is has quality about it and then basically stepping into that fire of consciousness that blast of life force energy well-being coming in blasting you like a furnace and let it melt off the impurities right and then you don't go pick up any more impurities this is about a 50-year walk it's not overnight and eventually you stay out of the impurities so you don't have to be in the furnace Right. Well, when you're not in the furnace, you become the furnace. Right. right? So nothing can touch you. And you are basically in touch with, it's almost like whatever is creating this life and spiraling into wherever that goes, oh, yeah. you're just sitting there riding it. And well-being is following that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I remember that was, God, I don't know, 12 years ago maybe. I, did, I was taking Wachuma, a lot of it, big dose of Wachuma. 
I'm sick of the woods. And, you know, at a certain point, I'm here in Colorado. And uh, sitting in the woods. And just, it's like buzzing right here. Buzz, 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 buzz. And I turn and I look. And there's like this kind of portal with like buzzing energy around it. And there's an old, it's like an old dude sitting in a different forest. Different trees. You know, different environment. And he's sitting there. He's in a little white hat. And he's maybe five foot tall. He's really short. Old, red, really red, like Peruvian red. And he's like, pull me through. All right. So I pull him through. He goes, we go through this whole cycle of things, basically. I want to adjust your perception. I'm like, all right, let's have it. Let's, you know, sitting there. He's like, this is going to feel a little weird. I mean, the dude was sitting there. It's nuts. It was really tactile. And And he gets behind me, and I could feel him putting hands on my head. And he starts turning it. But my head's not turning. It's like there's this kind of different lenses, if you will. Ding, ding. It was like he was setting up like a, I don't know, it was like click, Focusing click. You on a certain click. Frequency. Yeah, focus. Oh, yeah. Right? And the minute he did that, it was like a beam of light. It was just shooting right to the top of my head. I'm just skipping my organs. It's going boom. Yeah. And everything's kind of white. And then it kind of white fades. And we're standing on this dirt road. Right, and I'm looking down it, and it's just a you know simple dirt road over some hills. You know, there's mountains in the distance, but it's long. It's really long. I'm like, he's standing next to me on it, and I felt really, really good. I'm like, hey, um, where are we? What is this? He goes, this is Spirit Road. I said, man, it feels really good. He's like, yeah, well-being is walking Spirit Road. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden these things, you know, there's like bushes, high bushes on the side. These things are lurching out. And they're trying to grab my attention, pulling me into drama, chaos, worldly issues, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and he's like, you know, you can stop that. Because I could feel myself being pulled in. He stops it, and I get pulled out. He's like, you know, you can stop that, right? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, watch, when we sit, and all y'all start coming out. And you feel him as influence, mm-hmm. trying to pull you into this kind of... The weeds, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, they come out. I'm feeling them all around me. I'm feeling their influences. And he just goes, <laughs> and they all just scatter back into the bushes and the well-being returns, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, I'm playing with it. So I drift in a little bit. I get lost in this kind of little cycle of mind and identity and blah, 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 blah. And I get sucked back out of it. I'm like, whoa. And it was interesting because to experience it like that, it, you feel a rubber banding effect. Right. So you get a more of a clear view of what this does to you. Because a lot of people stretch that out over time, but you're just back and forth. Boom. You start to see how mesmerizing this world, the weeds, is. Mm-hmm. You know, And it, it doesn't need to be the weeds. They just need to be mowed down. Oh, yeah. Pretty much make that path wider. But... It's interesting that the only time I feel well-being is when I know within my being completely that I'm on that path, that I'm on that road. Even if I'm not taking giant leaps and running down it like a marathon track star, um, one foot is going in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really going to do much until I figure that out. And it's not even figuring it out because what it all ultimately is is one of the things about living here is you're always enticed to build an identity, to have an opinion, to have some comment about everything. 
And it's like, is any of that even valuable, for one? Is it valuable to you after you say it? Was it valuable to you before you said it? And it starts to, it's like wanting to be with people, which I do, absolutely. But it, it's like either break the identity and have real interactions, or you're just going to get into this identity again. And you'll be off in the weeds. And it's like, well, does that harm anybody? It harms you. Because your well-being, all your energy will be poured into. Um, how do I say it the right way? What's this person going to think about what I presence. say? Yeah. And then it does harm others because, you know, your well-being, if you're off, the people around you are going to be off as well. Oh, yeah. You could, you definitely. The, There's an effect. Everybody has an effect. I think that's one of the more stunning things about plant medicines that people find out is well, how you behave that you thought no one, it wasn't affecting anyone. You get to see real clearly how that affects Well, you hear, you hear that a lot. I'm just hurting myself when I'm doing this behavior. I'm just hurting myself. Mm -hmm. And that's so not true. I mean, because we have all the people around us that we are, that's, there's damaging, uh, yeah. We, well, that's we can be damaging also, uh, I think the number one reason why I hear people don't want to uh, do plant medicines is because they're afraid of what's going to come out of them or I'm afraid of what's it's going to show me sure. about me or I'm why would I ever want to put myself in a position like that and it's it's sad because that's um, you know just shutting yourself off from well-being or at least another a, another way that it could be expressed well well-being life force will not neglect the negative yeah, why would you not Matter want fact, to see it that? Matter of fact, it runs you know? to it. Yeah, why would you not want to see that? Why would you want to bottle that up and yeah. stick it down in there? And, it, well, and that's where the disease comes yeah. from. They, you know, you're talking about your body's off. When yeah. you're storing that negative energy, I mean, it's it's coming out in a physical body. It's crazy, too. Uh, I can't remember what you were saying, but you were saying something about, like, oh, you were scanning your body and different things. Mm -hmm. would happen if you pay attention, like, when you're thinking when you're writing, when you're being creative, if you're on your computer or no matter what you're doing, rolling up this little thing, if you pay attention, if you get really aware with yourself, you'll feel that that is actually being expressed for somewhere, from somewhere in your body. You know, like you hear about, oh, this is sitting over my right shoulder. This is sitting over my left shoulder. If you read, pay attention in your body to where you're reading from. And this is all stuff that's been scientifically proven through sure. the Martini Institute. But you can take... You're, uh, you can literally, so like if you're writing, you're a creative writer, and when you're writing, you can figure out where in your body that's coming from. You can literally start to focus your awareness and put it there before you go write. And then, so now when you put your foot, it's going to just be so much more expression mm -hmm. of probably life force mm -hmm. energy since mm -hmm. um, to stick with the topic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy um, how like our mind is in our body. You know, like you're, if you think about what like the energy is and then they say, oh, 99.999, whatever percent is like uh, nothing. And then there's the, the very small material world that actually exists. You know, it's like uh, crazy to think that it really is life force energy and how you direct it. That makes our structure and our life and what it is. And it's like, you know, the uh, the waves that create the particles to dance make the particles dance you know Th that is like uh that's the presence you know and so y you say like everything you say about like life force energy that i always hear that i've always heard you speak for years now i always come back to one thing what is the real way that could that can be and i would say it would have to be presence because when you're present you can't think about the future and you can't think about the past because you're present so like if you really can get present say you're about to go get a bad diagnosis from a doctor 
you know for a fact there's a tumor in there and now you got to go hear it you will have zero anxiety about that meeting with that doctor if you're completely present with yourself right there you're like he was going moment by moment by moment you know or same thing that thing in the past that's just drawing you back there that thing steers behaviors you know and it's like as soon as you just get present that depression's gone about the past like if you really think about it and one thing i love about my work is i work in three hour shifts and it's literally like therapy for me because it's a time i get to be fully present and that things the weeds can't grab me and pull me off into it because it's like i have to just be completely focused and present right here and i think that that is also another part of the non-scientific reason i'm not doing faith healing i'm everything i'm doing science but i think the magic part of it is that presence and that ability to foster it and one awesome thing that uh like in hermetic principles of healing there's four cardinal pillars to healing and it's love and gratitude of the heart and and uh present uncertainty of the mind and so, because it's like chris says how are you ever going to get rid of all the identities you're human you're here you got an ego you're walking around in this uh, world, you got to have it, right? So then why not pick the best one for you to have? Mm -hmm. If you're going to have one, pick the best one, you know? And so, um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's whenever you are present, you're basically, it's that life force being expressed, but you still are wearing a spacesuit. You're still here. So you probably would be expressing that more higher aspect for what you can on this base form level that we're in. And, um, and so it's like, okay, so now we've been talking about presence and the importance of that and then it's like certainty you know if you're certain you're present because if you know i'm gonna do this thing i don't gotta read a bunch of research articles on it and i don't have to talk to the pros and get their tips on it it's like if i'm certain i'm gonna do it i obviously did that probably i did hammered out my craft to get good at what i'm doing but if you're certain i can fix this no way nothing can stop it because you are fully present. If you're fully present, there's this full expression of life force energy. Mm -hmm. And then the people that you say, like when Don Juan would walk in the room, they feel that. And the reason why they feel that is because if you're walking around, you got life force energy in you. And that's just gonna, that frequency attracts. It's like when they say people are magnetic. Like you could see, you know, a dude get out of the car and you look at him, you're like, oh, that dude definitely played in the NFL, probably. Or you see this hot chick and you're like, she's definitely probably like a, an actress or a model or something. Certain people, have and maybe even like just some regular dude walks through but for some reason you're just like who is that guy like i want to go talk to him or they're interesting you know so people have this magnetic thing and what i found uh about these magnetic people is they are so present that most of them not having the fortunate experiences we've had through plant medicines and other things that they don't even know what they're doing they're just doing it. And then they'll literally, and I see these people coaching people through life and the people they're coaching aren't even successful because what they don't realize is these formulas that they've used, that this identity used to build it that, for them. it was really that magnetic energy yeah. is what did it. And then they're just trying to think, they're trying to use their mind, which is beyond that. Like, how did I do that? I'm going to do what you did. It's yeah, like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll have to be me to do that. Right, right, right. right? Exactly. So it's like you can write yeah. a program, but, yeah. you know, that being in there is its own pattern right it's its own configuration and it probably doesn't look like anyone else's right so you know that yeah that's not gonna you don't play well that way right you know? yeah yeah true you know, and that's just another identity oh now i gotta be like this coach i've got this coach you know i literally heard someone say if you don't have dreams 
steal them from your mentor until you've achieved those dreams and then build your own. And I'm like, that's the most, not only selfish, but lazy thing I've ever heard. That you can't even sit with yourself long enough to figure out what are my dreams? What is, to get some clarity on what are my values, to understand what your values are and then say, if they're not in alignment with life force energy, how do I put it back into alignment with life force energy? You yeah, know? I mean, I, I like the, you know, it's, it, I kind of have a feeling that, you know, wherever humans are at now, it, yeah, it, it's time to really pay the piper on this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the identities are out of control. Right. And I don't know too many people whose identities aren't out of control. And they believe it's them. And those beliefs have to get broken. Yeah. That you, that identity is being fueled by what actually is you. Mm-hmm. But you are not that identity. Now, you know, it's like to choose an identity. Well, what's choosing it? I mean, maybe I'm just kind of seem like a little too optimistic, but it's time for the soul, that which is beyond identity, to be what's looking out of the eyeballs now. And whatever identity is necessary to deal with what identities are still existing, it chooses and it empowers and it gives attention just the right amount. And it will do it to the point that it's done and then it will return to itself. It will pull that energy back. So it's not ever going to expend its own life force, right? It will magnetize the life force and others to be pulled forward. That's just what's going to happen. It's You could throw, you know, it's like throwing money at a bomb, at a homeless person. That's not doing anything. Right. Throw drugs and food and money at it. That's not doing anything. Yeah. You know, so you can't do that with yourself either, right? right? It's like that soul won't do that. So the one in you that, oh, I just want to just, meh. Nah, it's never going to empower that. But we can. But we there's something in there where the control belongs to possibly a very nefarious person inside that just does whatever it wants. And it's like I I've lived that way, just doing whatever I wanted to do, and you know, cut corners and skip out on you know responsibilities and things like that. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't. I never. Never really amounted to much because the one that was doing that, it, it it didn't really have a regard for well-being. It had a regard for wanting to be left to do what it wants to do. And there, that's probably like the dark night of the soul because everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. You know, I, mean, I could you so. kind of realize that oh, there there is a something, some kind of something here that is navigating the ship, and it does have rules. I mean, those rules aren't anything anybody can tell you. You will find them in emotional states. You will find them in dark nights of the soul. You will find them in depression. You will find them in all these things. That, you know, if this is what you put into the world, whatever this identity is, whatever it's identifying with, whatever you're putting into the world, you're giving attention to, that shit's coming alive. There's no way around that. So, you know, if you get into, like, a funk, well, the more attention you pay to being in that funk the more life force you give in the funk so now the funk takes you over right and and the identity that thinks it's doing the work it wants to know why it's in the funk it is the funk it, it's not that it's it's creating it is the funk right and it's like that's where it gets spooky that you realize that the very you that you've been walking around the planet with is the problem you know, and that's why I say it's like, well, in order for someone to really come to a state where they're willing to learn again, they have to be extremely sick of who they've been. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. That's that's and that's the dark night of the soul, right? Funky. 
<laughs> yeah, they, I mean, you got to be tired of yourself yeah. and all of your delusions. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and the and the more and the greater tired of yourself you get, the better. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, it forces you're you tired out. of yourself and all of your creations. Uh, well, why don't you then come see me, Queen Jane? Uh, yeah, 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 there you go. Because <laughs> yeah. you you do. I mean, that to me, that's where the you know the true healer, medicine people step in. Is ah, oh, you're done with the identity. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now we get, can do some work. Now let's get to work. Yeah. Now let's get back to learning again. Yeah. And let us dust you off and get back to learning again. And yeah. what are you learning? You're learning how to behave. You know, mm-hmm. like with Carlos. When, when I'm, you know, his Volvo, they drove Don Juan around, parked out there some, you know, up in the Terriel Mountains, not too far from here. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. This is many years ago. But that old Volvo we drove down one around was parked out there, and we walked around the front, and there's the trunk, right? And I'm just, you know, I want to sit in the seat Don Juan's hat in, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. magic. No, and Carl's thinking, you're ridiculous. <laughs> but we go to the back of the car, and, you know, he's like, I wonder what's in there. And he opens it, and it's just boxes of peyote buttons. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. And I went to reach for him. He's like, nope. Slaps my hand, shuts the lid. I'm like, Payment, come on. I mean, there it is. <laughs> and uh, he says, no, no, crystal ball. You've done enough of that. He's like, y- y- now you need to learn how to live. And you're not really there yet. So you can do that when you're ready to learn how to live. And I said, when is that? I said, yeah, when you're 30. <laughs> when is that? <laughs> yeah. You know the wild thing yeah, is? Yeah, on yeah. my 30th birthday, yeah. I was walking down the streets of Cripple Creek. Mm-hmm. And this Weecho uh, medicine man was walking the opposite direction. We locked eyes. We kind of nodded to him, you know, felt the presence. And I go walking up the street. This is my birthday. He turns around, my 30th birthday. He turns on and says, hey. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing tonight? I said, it's my birthday. I'm just going to go hang out with some, you know, around here somewhere. Because my wife was working. And uh, he's like, why don't you uh, come with me? I was like, what do you got going on? He's like, we're doing a peyote ceremony tonight. I want you to come. <laughs> and, I was like, and boy, and it was interesting because... There was a lot of dry heaving, a lot of like suffering laying on the floor, and there everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I did it for about forty-five minutes, and it was weird. It was all of a sudden, I sat up, and this presence came over me that to just change your behavior, and it all goes away. Yeah. And so I just kind of sat up and just became present mm-hmm. and respectful, and uh, well, what's the word? Reverent. Yeah. Reverent. Of, of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, he's all oh, welcome to the ceremony. I'm like, yeah, they haven't made it yet. They're still suffering all that yeah. stuff out. They don't know how to behave yet. Right. He's like, you know, you're going to learn how to behave. And I'm like, like but Jesus, exactly, you're going to learn how to live. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is actually quite interesting. And it's been, you know, it's not easy because the world is enticing you to live in a way that you can take advantage of all the things. Yeah. You know, and, oh, you got a problem? Just go pay this guy. He'll take care of it. Right. It's like, so you don't really get to have any true Gross. dignity to take right. care of yourself. Right. You know, and to me, I think that's what's driving people mad is, is the means to take care of yourself. No, no, you're reliant. Everyone is now. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how humans were meant to be. Right. Yeah, everything's so specialized and everyone's got a niche now. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. forgot how the how Live. life goes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like a, yeah, if, if, if life was going the way it should go, it should be promoting everybody's well-being. And, you know, it's so obvious, like, even if you don't know what these terms are, because it's like you were saying last night, oh, vague, vagueness. All this stuff we're talking about sounds very vague unless, like, you've been there in it and then you mm-hmm. will get it. And so, you know, that's like, that's a big part of the whole 
Well, you talk to most people about distractions, and that's, yeah. <laughs> you know that that's their life. Yeah. You know they don't know. Oh, that's not a distraction. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's very difficult at times to, you know, talk to people who have not had that experience. Yeah. You can't um, experience something you've never experienced. You yeah. just can't. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. You have to say it used to annoy know. that in me, and not sit right with me when people would say that, like parents. Oh, you just don't know until you have your own kids. And I'm like, oh, so I know. I have nephews and nieces, and I have a dog, and right. I take care of my house plants. And it's like, no, until you have your own kids, you don't know what it's like to be a father or a mother or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and as much as I knew and had an understanding in it, I didn't know until I went through it, you know. Right. It's different for everybody. Too. I, I run into some friends today, and you know, guys I used to work out with at the gym and stuff like that. And they go, "You know, we've been." I says, "Well, I'm just getting rid of all the distractions." And they're like, "Dude, what are you, what are you talking about? The gym loaded with distractions." Oh, sure, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of distractions the going on. The number one mo- place that people get injured because they turn it into a pathological distraction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like that's where they go take their rage and anger out. Next thing you know, you're blowing a rotator cuff. You know, yeah, and, and it's it, like uh, you even got to approach the gym with a balanced state. Everything, everything you do, it's got to be balanced. Well, that's you know? the rule. And no, that was one no. of, the, and that was one, no. uh, you know, big thing that got in the way of you know my relationship. Uh, with my with my wife, who was my you know girlfriend at the time, was the gym, all the distractions, and when I made the the decision, or we made the decision to start working out together, everything changed. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm not doing steroids anymore. You know, I'm not. I'm not yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you talk about the distractions. You know, you walk into the gym, you see all these muscle muscle bound guys, and you're like, I I gotta look like that. You know what I mean? And so. You know, making that choice to, you know, say, hey, let's work out together. And then all of a sudden, we we start going to the gym together, 6 o'clock in the morning. We start going to yoga together. You know, we start doing cardio together and doing those things. And all of a sudden, everything's more balanced. You know, our workouts are more balanced. And, you know, we didn't even realize, but it changed our relationship. Because now we're starting every morning off at 6 a.m., we're starting to starting it off together, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden our relationship starts to build, and it's just from making that one little change. And I say that to people that I run into on the street, you know, you know, I just have to get rid of the distractions, and they're like, dude, like, you know, that's, you got to go to the gym, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it's like, no, you know, I just you just have to, you know, take that step, that first step to make some changes, you know, get rid of those distractions. You got to evenly distribute your attention across all the fields that you inhabit. Yeah, it's like anything is how you do it. Yeah, and then you know, shoot, I've been coming to you for four years every week, you know, to get adjusted. And I remember when I first time I met you, it was a gym injury. You know, I popped my rib out of place. You know, and I came in, and then after you know doing that, you know, making those changes, you know, I just sit, you know part of that well-being, part of my plan, see David every week, you know, stay in alignment, you know, keep that alignment, and, um, I mean, you don't want to go to the, you know, you don't want to actually get up in the morning and do your workout, you just get up in the morning and you do it. Yeah, you just do it, it's just, it's just the thing. Uh, you know, it's funny, because I've always said, so, you know, one of the benefits of plant medicine is you're so damn uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways, that you just have to sit there in it, that you could handle it. You know, it's like, well, like working out. You know, it's not to just be well-developed. No. 
it's for me, you know, it, it's interesting because where it got, has gotten to is you're in, you're in there and your heart rate is sitting at like 158 for a while. You must be using the rubble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're using it. But when you get your heart rate up to 168, it's weird. It's like at about 135, an unbalanced person will start to panic. At about 150, they will become incapacitated for any uh, movement that requires now. So you learn how to handle more discomfort, mm -hmm. right? And you learn how to have grace in that discomfort, and you learn how to not throw your balance off in that discomfort. Mm -hmm. Now you can do that in the gym with the heart rate, right? Because <clears throat> you're going to do another, you're going to do something in there, and your heart rate's already at 158. I mean, you, you're going to have to focus, sure, and you're going to have to focus through a very uncomfortable feeling. Well, you know, plants are the same way. You have to sit there focused through something very uncomfortable. Well, it makes the uncomfortable bearable because you have to do it. Absolutely. So now that you're forced to do it, now suddenly it's like you find the place inside of you that actually sees the benefit of what that discomfort is. And then it's then you apply that into the mind, the emotions, the way you are, the way you are in relationships and any of that. And you can allow yourself to be there for the uncomfortable stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff where you'd usually like, go, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm out. You can actually sit down and have a conversation without it going anywhere. Right. Because it's like, well, you know, you handle this comfort with grace. Right? That's what the soul does. It does not, it's not looking to get away from chaos. It's looking to turn that into order. And, and you, you know practice, I mean? yeah, and it becomes a practice, mm -hmm. you know, and it's every day. You know, we've been doing this for two and a half years. I will say the first year of us working out together, that was, it sucked. Mm -hmm. It was hard. She never really truly worked out before, you know. Um, and I was used to going to the gym, being around the guys, you know, mm -hmm. checking out the guys, you know, right, or whatever right. it was. But the, the truth <laughs> is, is that um, it wasn't until, you know, it, it took a little while for us to get used to that. But we made a commitment. And both of us said, we're going to do this for a year, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And after that year, that's when we started to realize, oh, my gosh. Not did just our workout routine change. Mm -hmm. Our whole relationship changed. Well, we become so much closer. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it, it was just a beautiful experience about you, you think you're just getting rid of one distraction and you change. Everything changes, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, Well, you know, I, I think the, that's the thing about the life force in a human being. Uh, the reality the human being experience is completely determined on the amount of life force that being can harness mm -hmm. and the more it harnesses the more it can influence reality Absolutely. right it's it's like it can move things around you know for its advantage you know a lot of people you know the occultists kind of people yeah they're definitely doing it for that reason but you can do it to for an opening for you know what you consider to be your family for me that's humanity you you can actually get to a place where you can move things out of the way so they can get to the place that is well-being for them mm -hmm. without you having to like you know what you ought to do no just holding the space for them to do that mm -hmm. right keep it clear and use life force to clear space for people to land and catch their breath and go okay you know and start to see where you know where they can make changes sure sure yeah. and and you know you know let them come to those themselves well, they have to. Right. 
Right. I mean, you know, well, you know, life or the, the the soul communicates with souls. It doesn't communicate with identities. I, I, you know? And I guess all we can do is make that, that example. True. And that's, you know, that well, I think, and that's the best way we can help, you know. Um, I think yeah, the best way to help is don't consider it. Don't put anything on it. Yeah, don't All you have to help. do Just is, is go from your own heart. Okay, what have you discovered in your life that you know well enough that if a line of questioning goes deeper and deeper, that you can go down that rabbit hole a little bit, right. you know, and eventually you're going to find your limit. There's just where that's at. You know, but to be able to express other regions of consciousness without, you know, having an influence there because then wanting to help that means you want to be an influence well what wants to be an influence you get what i mean it's like we can help who's we who is that and it's like because the soul is not doing that it's just when it puts itself in an environment if you take a soul completely unfettered completely unfettered hard to find uh, i doubt you know maybe there's a couple of them around i don't know but shaking a completely unfettered soul that's just present in the body, moving through the planet, right? <clears throat> it's not there to influence anything. Just express itself. It just expresses itself as it goes, and everything else that is not expressing itself genuinely will look at it and admire it and want to be like that, or hate it because I can't do that. Do that, right? Well, you know what you got. Sure. But that does not change the soul's trajectory at all nor does it make it go dimmer or lighter right the identity that's kind of trapped in the mental suit wants to help (laughs) it's it's the one dimming everything right and it's the one that wants to help sure and that never works it becomes corny and jaded and funky and then self-importance comes into it and then pretty soon it's a big fucking operation with an organization around it and this is what we do and we're here to help yeah and then although it had great intentions you know the road to hell is you know his intentions (laughs) the road to hell is you know when they say that (laughs) the road to hell is paved with good intentions it's actually not correct the road to hell is paved with your intention. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you find yourself traveling down a road traveling. to hell. Yeah. <laughs> because the intention of the soul is to regain un- unification with what is causing it to be present. Well, I loved what you said a few weeks ago where it was that one identity. That's all you mm-hmm. want to hold on to that is in search of that soul. You know, or not in search of, wanting to connect with. Wanting to acquiesce. Yes. yes. But never forget Surrender. that it actually, is an identity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah to never yeah, forget yeah. that. Yeah. So It's actually you, it's like the surrender to win. Yeah, I mean, for me, really, I mean, the, you personally, and, you know, this is not something that I ever encourage anyone to do, but personally, I, the way, way I would put it is the identity I have, I want it to be a perfect replica of the character of the soul that's in this mm-hmm. body. Right, because I can feel it. It's in there. Yeah. I can feel that, and uh, I want to train my identity to be the the identity that I'll carry. The only one I will allow in permanently is the one that is going to emulate what the soul is here. It's like the one that can more closely be, come into harmonic with the soul to where come it can into reflect harmonic. it yeah, yeah, yeah. so clearly. Yeah, yeah. 
And then so when you go to give this body up, you take that statue you made, because it's a statue by then. Made of clay. And you you give that as a gift Mm -hmm. to what's the beyond is. Mm -hmm. Right? Here, have this. That's cool. That's a cool If you don't have one to give that is of quality, Mm -hmm. it's going to take you instead. Yeah. Right? So... It's it will take up. the perfect replica, which is really that you want. It will take the replica and let you go past, go into glory, if you will. Yeah. Otherwise, the fragmented soul that shows up. Right. I watched a, a, a video on jo- Joseph Campbell talking about Jonah and the well, mm-hmm. you know, and of the, I, I want to use this, the word right, because you schooled me on it earlier subconscious but it the well being the unconscious mind and you know this it's like the true hero's journey that jonah has to go into that unconscious mind Mm -hmm. you know to you know slay or kill the well and then he actually when he goes in and he kills the well he has to taste its blood and then he will know its true nature Right. And that is, you know, the um, or if he goes in and the well destroys him, he shows up as the fragmented soul. Right. Mm -hmm. But to be to be recycled. Mm -hmm. Right. But I like that, you know, go in that hero's journey, go in and slay the well, but having to go into that unconscious part. Of the human yeah, 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 spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And you have to basically get knocked out, wake up, not know where you are. And, I mean, to put it in certain parlance, you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm not doing what I, meant, what I was meant to do here, what I came here to do as a soul. Oh, she, then it just, it's on. Once you see it, it's on. There's no going back. That's like the ultimate, like... uh the ultimate we're like talking about values and this and that and the other and that's like the ultimate clarity that uh, i think we could ever receive is what was the mission we were sent here for right you know because you're here doing things but your being came here for its own intent yeah which has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. so you make the soul be all about your intent and you're not about the intent of your own soul well you got problems yeah because that soul is more than just, you know, a partner in crime necessarily. It's the it's provider the <laughs> of the energy <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you yeah. are using to right. do whatever it is yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You know, and it, to me, there's there's a discipline in that. I mean, it, it's not boring and, you know, it's actually quite lively that you relinquish any intent you have for the intent of the thing living inside of you. Mm-hmm. And how will you know that? You're going to shut up and let it live. You're going to be present. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember about present 10 years life. ago, I read um, parts. I did a book study on A Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember is, because it really stuck with me, is like you have to, for, you have to um, forget what you were taught so that you can remember what you were taught. You know? so, you know, and what for, you were taught was you. Yeah. Well, it really is. <laughs> Right, you know, yeah. it really is. You're the mm-hmm. sum total of what you were taught, <laughs> and so if we need to forget that, so that we can remember what we know, and I, I believe that's that journey into the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That is, uh, yeah, that's pretty incredible. The the how the plant medicines work with that. When you say a oh, wonder yeah. in the unconscious, the unconscious is in a place you're unconscious to that place. Yeah. So you're it's basically, it. yeah, you're going to light up a larger field of consciousness, which if you can light it up, balance it, turn the chaos there into order and clear that field, so to speak, for your garden. Well, now you have life more abundantly. You have life force more abundantly. You have well-being. You have energetic presence. And there's no fire you're running from. Like, oh, the house is burning down. Well, let's go in there and let's put it out. Oh, there's there's friction. Let's go get into it and see. Solve the problems. You know? Yeah, instead of chatter, chatter, Put, chatter, chatter. No, no, no. Let's bring it home. No. Yeah. As like here, there's six of us here. We have a family meeting usually about once a month. And, you know, it, it's for projects, things going on around here that we're building. You know, the fire mitigation that continues. Fifty more acres means fifty more acres of fire mitigation. So you know, which is nice because it just protects everything. No. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so we get in, but if there's any kind of, like, uh, you know, tension in the air, well, that gets addressed, too. Mm -hmm. If there's an elephant in the room, let's tackle it. Someone will go, hey, oh, let's talk it. about mm -hmm. the elephant. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And and it's it might, go, it might take an hour to really go through it. But, you know, it's interesting because you do that enough with people and suddenly they don't. They realize the value of not being vague to themselves and others. Yeah. So when you go, well, I did that. Well, why? Well, because no, no, no. I want to know. No, I want. Right. I don't. I don't need to know why. I need you to know why you did that. No. You know that that's not my thing. No. I don't. You know, you. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. If it's something that is damaging your well-being, then why? That well, you can ask somebody that. But the answer isn't important to you. It's right. important to them. Of course. Right? And, yeah. and so you go into those whys. And that's where vagueness usually comes in. Mm -hmm. It's where the fear comes in. Because we're, you're approaching something that you're protecting like a wound. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? And, yeah. you know, if you have the right group of people, you know, you can basically tear the Band-Aid that's hiding, mm -hmm. you know, that's covering that. Yeah. And we can actually look at that wound and clean it out and get it. Heal. You know, that's how you can tell your true friends from someone that's not really your friend. Your true friend will tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a crazy thing to do is uh, um, I heard someone say this is an example and I did it once and it's hardcore. But you take like the four people you love the most and just say, tell me uh, everything that's like wrong when you see the flaws, where are they at? And you can be completely honest and I can't get mad at you. And I have to completely sit there and just accept it, and you're allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah. I like what yeah. you said last week, and it was, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, well, the, not only the truth game, but you know, um, a real friend will stab you in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they stab you in the back. A friend stabs you in the front. front. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's, it's true. You know, that you can you can trust that mm -hmm. what they're telling you is to help you, mm -hmm. not to well, hurt you, not to, to be a friend. You. I mean, it's not. Because you know, bring I awareness on Facebook, but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even call many of them acquaintances. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like we you know follow each other and talk to each other a lot. You know, it's more of like just a social platform that way. And then you know, there's friends that you might go hang out with, but you know, for me, it's like as I get older and you know, the the actual coming to terms with what all this is, <laughs> and not having you know having that back in balance 
friend is a bit is a much of a different thing to me now. A friend is it, it, it's not someone who agrees with me. It's not someone who likes what I like and does what I doesn't prefer what I prefer. It's mm-hmm. not that at all. It's it's the person that is present. And you know, I found that anybody who actually is completely present, not hiding themselves at all, is like here I am. I, I it doesn't even matter whether I like them or not. That's a friend, right? It's because I you know want to spend time with. because I know they value their presence enough that that integrity and honesty has to be part of who they are, mm-hmm. right? To to at least the degree I'm involved with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Because there's other times where it's like, yeah, he's good to you, but he doesn't treat anybody else well. Right. You know, and then, you know, and then usually if someone's going to stick around, and I get that, that like, you know, it's like, he's really good to me. Well, he's not good to me. Okay, we're going to address that. Right. Okay, so why are you good to me and not this person? Because now I have to question your your integrity. Integrity, sure. Because. I'm, what are you trying to get from me? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And you have to be able to be, because, you know. I think in when people are living in an unconscious way, that the influences that come in that are really clever, they'll they'll be doing things they don't even know that there's something playing through them, taking advantage of things, you know, and and you'll have to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. You'll have to be able to go, okay, no more of that, you know. But someone who's actually present, well, if you're present, that means there's enough life force in you to be awake in the body, right? There's not there's not much else there that's gonna mess with anything. I mean, you know, there'll be things that try to crash the house, obviously. But, you know, you you might have to repair some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, over the time. But eventually, you know, that, your energetic presence becomes its own fortress. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fortress that traps you in, and nor is it a fortress that keeps, keeps anyone people. out. But any nefarious winds blowing around just bounce off the walls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, just I keep all that at bay. And that's bad. That's turning over. Carlos would always say, but peace of all, you know, you can you can search for peace all the time. You can try to make your environment as peaceful as you want. But all that means is the chaos will be inside of you. <laughs> Drive you fucking crazy. So yeah, yeah. there's two ways you're gonna live. Yeah. Peace around you and chaos inside. Or peace inside and chaos all around. I prefer the latter. Yeah. yeah. Because the peace inside can transform the chaos right. into order. Yeah. Right. Or at least it's enough the order in the, the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It knows the reason it's yeah. there. Yeah, like yeah. everybody's like, I can't, you know, what's happening in this world? Exactly what's being prescribed. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like, but these people are doing this to us. Yeah, they're part of they're part of right. the prescription. Yeah. Right? You have to see how as much as you want to neglect them, yes. And they are out of balance. And they are in their animalistic mode. How it, Incredibly ferocious, terrifying, and downright malevolent they could be. Mm-hmm. You have to see that. No. Because there's no way you're going to resist it until you've seen it. No and balance. it sells itself to you as a good thing. Yeah. So you have to see how you're being duped. Right. You know, and, and an identity will never see that. It's always duping itself. Yeah. You know, that's why I really think that this time around, what makes this whole you know, pot boiling over different than all the other p- pots boiling over in history is now we have to come to that. Mm-hmm. We have to come to the realization that, oh, 
if the soul isn't forward, this shit gets ugly fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't live with the vitality of the soul, and the soul is in direct communication with, with making everything, mm-hmm. and there's a prime directive coming from it called intent, and that's the only intent there should be, and you don't fall in line to that, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, that's just where it's going to be. You have to be realistic about it. You have to know both sides of the equation, yeah, yeah, the yin yeah. and the yang, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I Good figure and if you're if you're on a spiritual path, you're heading right into hell because that's yeah. where it leads. Yeah, right. Because uh, you have to. Yeah, you you're if there. You want to go to heaven? You yeah. got to go to hell, right? Even everybody want heaven, nobody want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you know, it's yeah, kind of yeah. how it is. It's like you want to be born again. Well, it requires dying first. Yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've done it a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's like okay, and you know, it's, some of them are slow deaths, but the death of the identity that believes itself to be real with no fucking ground to mm. to to justify that yeah. it's like and i've watched it it's like all the uh, you know the desires the identities i've ever had even the ones that achieved it didn't make my life any better yeah. made that moment like a thing mm-hmm. but after that moment it didn't mean shit no, it's like, great oh, wait a minute wait no because you got to do that again and again that's <laughs> why i don't you know i never continues like, yeah you know, like when I got in relationships, I was never a date. I was never a big date. I didn't date several people. But, you know, I. Dating is awkward. Well, <laughs> yeah. not only that, it's like okay, so, you know, the the whole you know, well, I don't know if it's this way anymore because we're in a different world. Back then, dating was you know you ta- you're going for the prize, right? Oh, yeah. Get what I mean? It's still that way. <laughs> <laughs> but once you got the prize, it didn't make you feel any better. Right. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's it like ego driven. Right. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of situations where, yeah, the guy got the prize. And as soon as he got the prize, he felt really gross about himself yeah. and want to get the hell out of there. The more sex, more booze, more food, more everything you feed the ego, the more it wants. The yeah, more yeah, it wants. Yeah, it can yeah. never be satisfied. It, you know, it's funny. It's the only dating advice my father ever gave me. I, I remember I was in my mid 20s and I brought this woman home and I was like, so that, what do you think? What do you think? And he goes, Son, he goes, don't date anybody that will date you. <laughs> because, <laughs> honestly, because, you know, I was living in a place yeah. where it was like, if, if, this, girl, if this girl's going to date you, she's really crazy. Yeah, you know, you know like when me and Angela, was, I had known Angela before, but when we found each other again, saw each other, you know, it, even after, you know, I, me and my wife had split up, I didn't, I never considered that dating, nor did she. We were just two friends. Yeah. Right, and we could be open and expressive. We could talk about it. It was just, you know, and then it kind of, oh, you are the one, man. Well, okay, I guess we're doing this. You know, we're gonna have a relationship. You know, it, it wasn't built on what most relationships are. It wasn't built on satisfying each other's needs. It was built on the work ahead. You know, mm-hmm. it's like me and her kind of bonded in a way where it's like. You, you, you want to do this with me? You know, are we going to do this? It's like, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's been going on for years. It was funny. She told that story to uh, Nicole and I last night, and she said, you know, you had sat down with her and said, yeah. we got work to do. Yeah. And she's like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recognize that. That's Absolutely. the first step. You know, you have to recognize it. The, you the know, per- to me, that that is the true wonder of being alive is... In, in the strangest place, in the strangest moment, in the place you did not expect, suddenly the soul pops in and goes, hey, 
And if you are sharp enough or willing enough or desperate enough, <laughs> you can turn and look and go, yeah. And if you grab on to what that opportunity is, that takes you in. Yeah. Right? And it's like, so, you know, the, the, the basic beginning of this is don't, don't miss the opportunity to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. And what is enlightenment? It's going to be an epiphany, a realization beyond just your thought. You're going to like put the whole thing together and feel a charge. There it is. That charge, let that be the marker. Look for that charge. Mm-hmm. You the understand? Foundation. You ever had the night where the you're sitting, after a dark night of the soul, and then the next day you're kind of sitting there, and all of a sudden the truth just hits you like a ton of bricks and mm-hmm. it frees you up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That freed up feeling? Mm-hmm. Let that be your destination. Mm-hmm. Right? Because then the identity has no other opportunity to thwart that opportunity to get more development to get into the evolutionary process quicker to do what you know like what jesus prescribed progression in consciousness Mm -hmm. progress right right? in progress Mm -hmm. you know you look for those opportunities the problem i think with uh, yeah and i think the problem with you know society in general is we, we live in such a um you know instant gratification I want this now. You know, you talk about, hey, it could take 50 years, but you're coming from that, you know, from that thought, you know, that sense of eternity. Well, when you, it's like Spirit Road, what I was talking about that. When you put one foot in front of the other, that is well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one how much well-being? Enough that you won't deny it and you could live with it forever. Then it takes you further. Okay, well, hmm, well-being is now the foundation for more well-being, for more well-being, for more life force, for more energy, for more evolution, for an expanded state of consciousness to move further and further into what life actually is instead of just the sand pit of human activity. Well, and it's not just for us; it's for the people that we're, you know, we're leaving, we we leave behind. Also, you know, that you know, say my nieces, my nephews, my my stepdaughter. You know, I'm doing this work not just for me. I'm doing this work for them as well. Who's doing it? The soul. Seriously. Okay. But that's what it is because, you know, I feel that um, I have made a connection. I'm not saying I'm living from that all the time. But I do believe that I've made that connection because of thinking I never thought that way before. I never, you know, had that desire to, you know, what am I going to leave behind? You know, it's, but today I do. And I think of what am I, what, what are my actions today going to leave behind for my family, my nephews? You know, you present life. That's what you're leaving behind. Absolutely. You presented life for us for the time you were here. That's what you leave behind. Nothing else. The money. Yeah. Whatever. But. Ultimately, what you leave behind is a presentation of life, the, of that integrity. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's there, yeah. If it's <laughs> well, if it's there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, like, you leave a tragic picture for them to look at. Sure. No, that's not good. So, yeah, I mean, in that way, yes, you're doing it for your family because you know we don't heal family lines; we're in trouble. Absolutely. The strength of uh, of any conglomerate of people a group of people is going to be the strength of the individual families inside of it sure if you dismantle that yeah you have no defenses every person is an ice you know in a suburb it's like you don't you're all isolated if the if the shit's hitting the fan in your neighborhood 
You're all hiding, you know, most of them will be hiding behind their own doors. Mm -hmm. There's no sense of community in any of that, you know. It's just, so, you know, to be able to heal the family lines, strengthen the families, a strong family will, when a neighbor is in distress, they'll be there to help, mm -hmm. right? To where, you know, the family who has just a bunch of dysfunction, all they're going to do is smile that this person's getting the shit end of the stick because, you know, they've been getting it their whole life and it's nice to see someone else get it. It's a whole different attitude. Uh, yes, and you know, and that's the thing. I grew up in that dysfunction, mm -hmm. you know, and I had that. 70s. And, and <laughs> what? The seventies, yeah, yeah, seventies. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I look at that, and I, you know, having gone through that dark mm -hmm. night of the soul and survived that, right. and come out of it and go, I don't want my niece Evelyn mm -hmm. to have to ever experience anything mm -hmm. that I went through, right. and to. Show that integrity right. in showing up, and, and you're and not the dark uncle. No, no, not at all. And, and a lot of people have those. They they do, yeah. and you know, and to have my niece because she's my my great niece, mm -hmm. you know, and to have my niece um, who saw me go through everything that I went through, mm -hmm. and today, you know, five years later, to go, hey, Uncle Scott, would you come over and watch my you know, watch Evelyn and Ezra? four years old and two years old and to you know to trust me with that you know it, it's it's yeah you don't change because you want someone to see it no you change and then eventually they see they it. see it mm -hmm. they see it and and they they're proud of it mm -hmm. and they you know and it's that's not the intent the intent is it's, just it's to, a pretty motivational you know inspiring thing to watch someone walk themselves back out of hell yeah like it's more dude, motivational well, and inspiring to watch than someone that like, you know. Always had the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, because yeah. it's like that's where most people are. That's why we get inspired by those stories because mm -hmm. you know we either either been through it or we're going through it, and we like to see like, oh, okay, you can. Other people are doing it. I can do it. I could do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's inspirational. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's you know maybe that's all we here to do that you told while well, you talk about that you know you say you say i just want to make people aware that's why i'm doing this right now i just want to make people aware and you know by living that type of life what are we doing we're making people aware that it's possible mm -hmm. you know no, that's yeah that's what you hope for that's what you hope for right? yeah. yeah you know like with the plant medicine communities it's like there's so much nonsense going on around it and then, you know, people looking into it, they're, they're seeing the nonsense and they're thinking the nonsense is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I, for me, that's it. If I have any kind of personal inclination towards an intent, it's to clear that up. Let's get real clear with what this stuff is, what it is for, what exactly, what are we trying to accomplish in using such things? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just really to clear the debris that identities leave. And the degree that identities are, and get with the real living presence that is the intelligence that kind of is keeping everything animated, and be in absolute service to that, no matter what. You know, and sometimes that's you know we were talking about this earlier uh, today. It's going back, cleaning up that wreckage of the past. Yeah. You know, doing that work that um, is not easy. At times, Stink especially of past garbage always sits in the present. Ab absolutely, and you can continue to bring that forward mm -hmm. if you want, or you can do something about that. Yeah. Um, so I've always I've, I've looked at it like this, and I don't know if this helps, but it might. So 
if you want to change, then you don't bring the self you want to change into the present. Because that'll just empower. Because the present is where life is happening. So it's just empower. So if you're going to bring it to you, well, let's put it this way. You bring it to the present, but then you subject it to the presence. And the presence like will that. look at it and wash out whatever. Well, what did Einstein say? You can't fix the problem with the brain that created it, right? Right. You know. Um, yeah, the same thinking that created it. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why does the past keep repeating? Because we brought it to the present, but we haven't brought it to presence. And the oh, presence yeah. will look at it, and it not judge necessarily. It'll see the flaws and rearrange it so well being. Because really, I think, you know, it, one of the analogies that are used in the old text is the garden, right? It's like, yeah, you need to tend that garden, right? Mm-hmm. There's weeds that are going to grow there. You're going to have to get those out, you know? And you kind of have to get in a place where you recognize the garden is valuable, that the presence is valuable, right? And in order to grow anything, you better be present in that garden. Mm-hmm. Well, here you are. And, you know, and if you can be present in it, you can actually grow things in it. And then what are you growing? Well, paradise, of course. That's what comes around, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's what the soul's plan is. It's it's not to become a doctor, become the richest person, leave a legacy behind. It's not interested in that. It's interested in going with the flow of life and that which creates abundance. It always wants to... Oh, there's a problem in the garden. Let's take care of it. Let's take care of it. So, you know, a part of the, the true, you know, if you want to call it a spiritual path, you're always going to be brought to the most negative things. Always. There's no way around that. It's like, if you think it's a positive ride, you're not on it. <laughs> it it's going to take you to the problems in the garden, which is whatever you've considered to be your garden, whatever is your plot, anything in there, it's going to go, hey, this is bad. You got maggots over here. You got rot going on over here. You got something nesting over there. Clean your garden out. You got weeds taking over your corn. How are you going to grow corn if you got weeds choking them out? Get the weeds out. It reminds me of that saying that says, don't let the weeds of your thoughts choke out the soul of your or the garden of your soul right you know and that's really what presence does it comes into the garden and it leads the garden and and there's work involved in that you know there's a lot of work involved in that like we were talking about that earlier it's like you know uh, and myself included i would go you know sometimes i would go to people that i harmed and say i'm sorry but then go right out and but then go right out and do that same behavior later on the but that is that's where the work begins. That's an, going to somebody and making an apology is that's the easy part. That's just the work begins right. when you make that apology. Well, it's not truly, recreating that behavior. Right, right, right. right. If you're going to truly say you're sorry and mean it, then what's going to happen is your behavior is going to change. Absolutely. It has to, yeah. or else it's not an apology. Right, right. It's going to, you know, it's like, you'll have to ask for the, you know, you have to do it over and over and over again. And how many times are you going to get be able to do that? And if that impor- if that relationship is important to you, well, it's really not important to you. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you can get to the truth of it. You can be the one that goes, here's what, here's what. Oh, you want me to forgive you for this again? Here's what you're doing. You just want some relief at that point. Well, you know, but yeah. just going, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have to stress. <sighs> it's yeah. like true forgiveness is almost like you have, you have to have penance. 
you know absolutely you have you have to correct it you can't just say i'm sorry like you Carlos have to always told it. me he's like first of all don't ever lose your ability to feel bad otherwise you might mm-hmm. not know what you're doing right <laughs> that's true doing something you feel bad about it there's an indicator don't do that yeah no. if you're feeling like, mm, that inner voice you always have to listen the biggest yeah. times I've got myself in the worst trouble was not listening to the inner voice mm-hmm. every time like this little thing said don't do that or do this and then I didn't listen to it and then I'm like dang it I knew I should have listened to it you know yeah yeah afterwards. and it's so simple dude. how easy is that yeah. you know yeah being being balanced yeah. being mature is hearing that yeah. and already seeing the trajectory of how good that's going to be called to the to the jungle diet time mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah just go do it don't even think about it just yeah. go do it don't yeah. yeah shed all that shit go ahead and do that you know don't yeah. get influenced in there right like oh well i'll just do it for this and i'll just sit here and do it. no 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 just go just, right. if it calls you to do it you do it if it calls, yeah. whatever your soul calls you to do you just go do it otherwise you're gonna be out of like no, well i don't know what to do yeah. well it's because the soul's calling you to come with it it didn't yeah. call you to do it it yeah. called you to watch how it does it right so get out of its way. Let it do do it through you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. if you're going into some unknown yeah. territory. Yeah. You don't know how to navigate that, but I'll guarantee you the soul is very, very well right. informed about what that is. And so you're like, well, what do I do here? There's no you. Tap into that cosmic mind. You, you right? let yeah. the you that you want to figure out what to do, get in the fucking backseat and let the soul drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch what it's it actually does. very comforting. It, it's so so easy, and that that concept always eluded me for so long. Listening to Chris talk, and it, and it is really like a simple concept, but if it's really not, if you start to break it down, like it's not for the average person. If you start to break down, like how do you just turn off your identities, turn off your mind, and then let the soul drive it, and and so it's like. You know, most people, and then the mind kicks in. Well, give me the steps to do that, and then and, right. right, yeah, exactly. And so, but but it's like everything we do here, like re- requires like steps. It's like this linear. The only step thinking. you need to take is the one off the stage. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, right. And it's like tapping into that, like that unknown. The whole, all the people that are pumping the woo through the quantum physics now. If you think about it, it's really true. If it's like, okay, if in the nothing everything exists or everything comes from. So then if you put yourself in the state of the nothing, then like now you can now the, the uh, material around you starts to manipulate in a way that you're that is being guided through your soul if you're doing it right. Well, right? your true presence is. Yeah. Is I mean, how many times have you said, I want this thing or I do this thing or you want and then it, you next thing you know, 10 years later, you're like, wow, here it is. You know, like that's so crazy. Maybe not exactly the way you had saw it, but right. this is it. And, and if you look through your life, you've done it your whole life with the good and the bad, sure. you know? And so the, the key becomes, okay, learning how to map. First, let's identify what is it that I know that's my soul speaking to me. I know it's that inner voice. What is it? So then you identify that. So like, you know, a great one is uh, inspiration, a tear of inspiration. If you have a tear of inspiration, what is that thing like that made you just get so emotional and just Karen. present with it that you have that yeah. tear and then so now you just go map it through your life when have i ever had this but next thing you know you're gonna see this whole pathway of your soul a trajectory of your soul yeah. showing you constantly speaking to you telling mm-hmm. you how to do it and we have all shut all but we're programmed and we really are i do believe because if you want us to buy something that's going to harm that well-being you have to be programmed to not do that or right. not know that and that's turn your soul into a battery yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah and that's all so, the distractions that right. were just Filled with so many, you know, today it's this social media, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that we have to get rid of 
those those distractions that are. Have to, um, we, we have to remember what we're doing. Hey, here. I'm so sorry to be the devil's advocate, but because we were, we were talking about something like this similar where you oh, were like, because like <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it, but it's like, you know, you got to have the polarity. And so you're talking about, uh, oh, like you have this negative aspect about you. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get rid of that thing because how can you? You got to make a little home for it inside of you mm-hmm. that and you be and you know that thing so well that when it's rearing its set up, you know. And so you know what to do to, to but you, you make this space inside of you for it. And then now you can be at balance with everything, you know, and there's the whole process and thing. And I, yeah. I mean, to, I think the way we talked about it was like, you know, I if said there's, there's that. a nefarious identity inside of you. Do you just kick it out and right. tell it to go away? It's like, I don't know if your kid misbehaves, you tell your kid to go away. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like, you're going to, you know, it, it's like, you're going to treat the world as you treat yourself. And if you're just going to kick out, you know, something inside of you that made a mistake because it made a mistake. Right. Well, what are you going to do to someone else who makes a mistake? And, you know, if you truly are, you know, resonating with the soul, it's looking for those mistakes. Yeah. And that's why you hate people. Right. You know, you're yeah. just like, because it's in you. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think mistakes are nefarious. You know, most, you know. I was really. always told, you know, it's like, because I was looking at all the things I'd done and the grandfather, Wachuma sitting there with me the same day as Spirit Road. One of the things I was looking at what I did and, you know, started to feel like, you know, remorse for some things. He said, well, those things you can feel remorse for, but not those things. I'm like, why? He's like, you did that out of suffering. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, what does that mean? Well, anything you do out of suffering doesn't leave a mark. I'm like, oh, what you do intentionally leaves a mark. Mm -hmm. The unforgivable, the unforgivable right there. Right, right. And so human beings need to do that too, that if they're unaware... Or they're just, you know, they don't know and they make a mistake. You're supposed to go there and go, hey, 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 this, yeah. that's not how this works. We got to do it this way. Get kind of get in there with them, right? So you got to have that. You gotta yeah. Have that to learn. Yeah. I, here to learn, so. I really like to participate with people when they're in that dark night of the soul. Yeah. Because I, you know, I can be a friend in it. Yeah. I can just sit there with them in it. And I'm not going to go into, you know, it's not like I'm going to go and into. And you've seen them in the dark night of their soul. Right. So you know, okay, if they're here, they have potential to be here. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's know, the place like, you could probably get the most, you know, intimate connection with someone. I'm, you know, intimacy to me is just a closeness, uh, a reverence for one another. It's mm-hmm. not a sexual thing. It's right. a reverence. Mm-hmm. And you can get them into where, you know, they see that you respect them even though they're sitting in their shit. And, you know, and that helps them kind of look at you and go, man, you don't. I had a friend tell me, he's like, dude, when I'm doing good, you don't pay attention to me at all. It's like, I don't even exist. But the minute I'm doing bad, you're right here with me. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's when, you know, you, that's when you're at your most real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to be around you when you're real. Yeah. Not when you're off and, you know, wearing, doing the suit and, you know, and just pretending it's all jolly. No, when you crash, that's, that's where I'm probably going to be the most beneficial. Yeah. Because I'll hold it. Right, and we'll go into it. We'll talk about it, and we'll look at it, and we'll actually ask the, the why questions. So now we got to figure out how to clone you because the world has crashed, <laughs> <laughs> or at least appears that way. We know it's not really crashing. It's, just... it's a this is a giant learning. No. It's all that's happening. No. A giant learning. If you're willing to learn, then it's not so bad. Mm. 
And if you're willing to learn anything, it's actually pretty good. Then you realize the bad things and the mistakes and all that. Always going to be there. Always going to be. If you're going to be here, they're always going to be here. Now, when I say here, do I mean Earth? No, the state of consciousness. If you're going to be in a dualistic state of consciousness, you ever think there's going to be all you're ever going to be doing is trying to balance things that are going out of balance constantly. That's all you're going to be doing. You know, that's our society, right? It's like, oh, shit, it's falling down. Let's put a fucking little patch on there and yeah. patch this, patch that, patch this. But you're patching something that's decaying. Right. You know, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, there, there's got to be a renewal going on. You, could, you don't want to move through life. You want life to move through you, you know? You're moving through life. That creates friction, decay. Life is moving through you, your flow. Right, you're, flow. You know, you're right. a vessel. Yeah. 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 And you, you know, you kind of see that, oh, you know. I mean, to me, I don't really own this. There's no me owning any of this or any of this. It's a magical gift. (laughs) It's just there. You know, it's like I don't, you know, there's no ownership there. You know, it's like this is what life does through this. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, uh, you know, if I have any, you know, desire in that at all, it's just to reach higher states of consciousness where I don't feel dissatisfied with life. And by at all. And I don't. You know, but... I find that you really got to embrace the heavier stuff to make life like balance yeah, out yeah. to where you can actually get to a state of consciousness where you rise above chaos. That's how you, that's how you evolve. Mm-hmm. Like the, the whole idea of involution and evolution, like involution is, you know, spirit becoming man. And then evolution is man becoming spirit. And if you don't have all these things that you can learn from to evolve, to get to spirit, you're never going to get there. You're just going to be stuck here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because so. we don't learn from other people. We learn from going through it ourselves. I mean, right. it would be great if we did. Right. It would be so much easier. Well, that's why, like, fads come, fads go. Everybody's listening to the same music. It's because you don't. I learned this with my kids. Like, a real lesson is that they will never do what I tell them to do. They're going to do what I do. Like, because yeah, we all learn from modeling. You could take a absolutely. duck, take all the ducklings, and let, take a little kid out there. They'll start following that kid. Around. It's uh, imprinting, modeling, all these things that our brains just naturally do you are going to learn through observation like that's all there's to it. you're not going to learn from someone telling you to do something and that's all of mankind is that's is that way and so oh it's crazy when you think about people that know that and they know how to manipulate that at the highest levels yeah and you to, can, it real balance is the more you learn about the world outside of you mm-hmm. you should equally learn as much about the world inside of right you. otherwise you're just nice it's not gonna yeah. work out it's not gonna work out Hey, you walked outside. Is Lexi here? Someone just showed up. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to cut this nice. off because yeah, cool. my daughter's cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They we're going to bury it on the yeah. land today. So. God rest. Yeah. Rest in power. What's the cat's name? Leo. Leo, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been around for a long time, yeah, 17 yeah. years. So yeah, she yeah. got him when she was seven. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. All right. This cat used to come into the room yeah. and... When we were doing our work, oh my God, that cat would growl and go sit on someone who's having a hard time and just purr on them. That's amazing. It's cool. I love animals. Cats are amazing. The purring is actually healing. I saw like these Egyptian temples, Mm -hmm. like back in the day, they would bring you and they put all these purring cats on you and it would heal you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's something about it, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys for thank being you here. Thank you, brother. Yeah, 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 here, man. It's yeah. fun, huh? Yes, yeah. I had a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you get to really bounce things around. Yeah. And get some time to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, fun. Hopefully it's interesting to anyone else. Yeah. See you in a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this guy right here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, is going to go be Joe for a while. <laughs> yep. He's going to, well, you're going to Santuario. So yep. Santuario, for those of you who don't know, 
It's where we go to. When we go to Peru, go down the jungle and do all that work, that's where we go. It's a place called Santuario. It's on the boiling river outside of Picalpa. And then Maestro Enrique and his brother Hagnar, and there's some others. Um, yeah. They do dietas for us. So, we'll, you know, pretty much everybody in the house is, well, not everybody. A good chunk of people have been going. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go in October, so we're not going to. I might do a podcast from there. Nice. Do it from the Tambo. Sure, ah, call it, call it, you know. That yeah, would actually cro- be great. The Tambo Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I've discovered sitting out here by myself in the jungle <laughs> eating nothing but rice yeah. and potatoes and, you know, just doing whatever they tell me to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, the, it's interesting because it's really wild when you find someone like Enrique yeah. who is so dedicated to, He'll look out. I mean, I'll be sitting in, I'll sit in a ceremony. He'll come out and say, hey, you know, you've got a blockage. And, you know, it's okay now. It's not going to bother you. But in 10 years, it's going to get you. You come down, we're going to diet that out. Wow. All right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, so October is the time for that. Nice. So we're going to, he's going to go down for a month, do a dieta. You leave what, Wednesday, right? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, just a couple of days, yeah, yeah, a few yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, it's going to be big. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we'll see you when we get there on the 16th. Uh, hopefully not. Well, you will because you'll be coming to a ceremony. Yeah. Well, I'll come to the last one for sure. Yeah, it depends on what you put. Depends you on because some on plants that. don't work well. Can't do well. Yeah, I mean, there's like certain plant medicines that they'll put you on, like for arthritis or if you got heart something or if yeah. you got dirty blood. You know, there's yeah. a bazillion different things they'll, they'll prescribe. And that's a plant that's what for I'm you. going. Yeah. So certain plants, you have to have that medicine stay in you, mm-hmm. and it has to build up right so the body gets used to it because if you hit them too hard at once out they go you got to saturate the body for you know 30 days right and there's certain medicines that have to saturate to work so there's no ceremonies there's no ayahuasca in that and then there's other ones where you you do that plant medicine it clears out whatever you know whatever one you're doing for whatever system in the body's gone askew that it works in you and it builds up and the ayahuasca comes in and works with it, and it amplifies the actual healing properties of said thing. Mm-hmm. And the real cool thing about that is that it also gets you involved in the process. Because the ayahuasca opens up your consciousness to what this plant is actually working on. And where are you being the the the, the blockage? Right. It kind of lets you play, see what you're doing in your own consciousness that's creating these blocks. Yeah. And that's that's phenomenal because once you realize how you're blocking your access, well, then you won't have to go fucking eat ten thousand pounds of mushrooms for <laughs> years. You can actually access that from within, from as within, all yeah. things do. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's like last night <clears throat> we were sitting there and it was raining, and I said, you know, I know y'all can hear the rain, but can you feel the earth accepting it? Because mm-hmm. it's not afraid of wisdom, right? It saturates it. It can be very heavy, but you take it you know and that that to me there's there's essence and it's within the darkness that digs the well yeah right and what you do as a soul is you fill that well and then what is that well that's joy right the depth of your sorrow contains the height of your joy Right, and it's like, how expanded do you want to be? But anyway, we're done. Wait, we do got one quick question. What's the one quick question? Let's do it. Uh, Andrew asks on here, what parts of the ego are most durable or resistant to cooperating with our spirit? Are most resistant? Yep. 
The horny ones. <laughs> <laughs> the horny ones that thinks that, you know, being with this person or that person is going to be the end all to everything. That somehow, if you get someone to love you and you get your sexual nut off, you get your satisfaction that way that you've actually stepped into well-being and something worthwhile. Uh, that one is probably the one that is always going to skew things to its advantage. Always, always, always. As long as that identity is getting what it wants and doesn't recognize the advantage it's taking to get it or the lies it's telling to create an environment to get it, it's never going to figure it out. So, well, that's the distraction. Is It is seeking advantage. It is seeking, and what is it seeking advantage for? Its own satisfaction, not the betterment of all parties involved. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. well, that's the answer I'm given. Because I think I know who Andrew is. He's like, that it was a directed just... answer. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. Is that good enough? Yeah, I think that works. All right. <laughs> good night. Good night. Good night. Night, night. Again, yeah. thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Rama troncoisito, pura medicina.